Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 116. In this episode, we are going to talk about the Raiders and Chargers, the Chiefs signing Josh Gordon, if the Bears should fire Matt Nagy, rookie quarterback struggles, C.J. Henderson to the Panthers, Kirk Cousins, the Rams, and end off, end off with NFL Pick'em Week for A Patreon shout-out and YouTube member shout-out to Brian Jean Baptist, Ricky Bennett, E, Enzo Tamga, Matthew Jimenez, Sean Solis, Sean, Devon McLaurin, Rice Family, John Pintavelli, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Cat Stevens, Ben Mack, P-Dot, George Garcia, Hakari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Man, that list is growing. Yo, and when the list is like 50 people, are you going to read out? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably okay. not, you know. Cut off at some point. But we still appreciate everybody that does help us out uh, with the Patreon and stuff. You know, and a quick word from our sponsor, The Daily Stakes. You know, shout out to The J- Daily Stakes. It's a betting service where you can go and look up analytics so you can make an informed bet. So shout out to them as well. And don't forget to rate our podcast and up a podcast. We're almost at 50. And once we hit 50, that's another milestone added you know this past week has been a turbulent week you know for me because i've been in school this week and we didn't record earlier this week because i had a test and i had to study for it uh but also on tiktok you know one of our videos did insane numbers og stitched it or duetted it and it has like 900 <laughs> views and you know the comment i see the most is have you guys ever played basketball? <laughs> I bet you you never played basketball in your life. And I have, honestly. You know, obviously I wasn't a college player like NBA, obviously, no. But played high school, so that counts. And Riv played basketball too. Riv is probably better than me right now, though. He's <laughs> better, better than me, though? Huh? You're better than me? I would dunk on you. Nah, bro. you're bugging. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew's not a basketball player, but he was a a he's really right. good yeah. baseball player. Nah, he's he's, a, nice ball, he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah I never seen him play basketball. But athlete. Yeah, I never watched Drew play basketball, but I I don't doubt that he's good at yeah. basketball. And Jack played for his high school team. John Carlos is good at basketball too. So all of our hosts have had that athletic gene. <laughs> so don't disrespect our co-hosts like that. Our pick aside co-host that is ridiculous. And I didn't even introduce Joel yet. So Joel he used to work for PFF. So. That's why we had him on this episode because we're gonna talk football. Oh, yeah, yeah, I worked there last year. How did that go? It was it was all right. I mean, it was good to you know get into it. That's my first job after I graduated. Oh, you can tell cool you can tell the truth on this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is a podcast for truth and to tell our audience what really uh, goes on. It was cool to work for PFF. That's it. Mm-hmm. The actual job doing it, it was a bunch of like film work. I was mm. just telling Joel before you got here, like. Some of the games would take like seven, eight hours to get through. One game. One game. Just one. Like there was probably like 15 things I had to do at once mm-hmm. before I could move on. You have to do play by play. There's like 140, 50 plays in a game sometimes. So that would take like seven, eight hours. Just tedious work. Couldn't Sounds like me. PFF is running a sweatshop <laughs> over there. <laughs> nah, but it's good to have my resume. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a big time. That's a big time thing. Nah, you got to go through so much because, you know, 22 players on the field each yeah. play. Oh, what did this guy do on this? So I can imagine this is a too. ton of stuff. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. They couldn't you, pay me enough. You also get free access to all of their data and stats, though. That nah, was the biggest not, thing for it's me. Not it's not even worth it, it for me. Nah, like, that was worth it for me. It's four hundred a year. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. I just you got get you. it for free. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even have PFF. Yeah. 
I just I don't, be I don't like, Joel, just tell me about this guy. He <laughs> run it down for me. And then I'm like, right, so cool. yeah, if anybody that's listening that was thinking about working at PFF, you have Jill's review and maybe you might do it. Maybe you might yeah. not. It's really up to <laughs> you. Sounds like you need like an excessive amount of time in your life for that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a lot of like, if you have the time to do job, it, basically. but it's hard to stand out because the role I was doing, there was hundreds of people doing it. So to stand out, you yeah. really have to be top, top of your game. Cause if you're the 50th best person who really cares, you yeah. know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense. And football is difficult to even kind of study and know what everybody's doing at a given play. I can imagine, you know. Right. Shout out to PFF, though. You know, they're a yeah. good service. They do great grades for the offensive line. But that's why we had Joel on a podcast today because it's going to be football. Saturday, we have a basketball episode. We are still recording two times this week, just in later days. And Drew is going to be here next week, you know. Put the applause button. You got to be ready for that. I didn't really want to do it. That's yeah. what it was. You have, you have to know, you know. Riv should know the cues. And we're going to have Drew back, ne- back next week. So that's going to be good. So let's get into the episode, right? The Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers, they're both pretty good right now. The Raiders are 3-0. They're undefeated. The Chargers are 2-1. and And the question is, which team is more legit? And we're going to have this question answered because on Monday, Monday Night Football, They are going to face, so this is a great topic to lead into that game. So I'm going to start off with you, Riff. Who is more legit, the Raiders or the Chargers? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. You know, I just think the Raiders, we've seen this before. Not necessarily a 3-0 start, but we've seen them in two straight years go 6-4, 6-3, whatever it was, be over 500, and look like they're on pace to make the playoffs and then fumble after. With the Chargers this year, you just see a different look. You've seen improved defense. You see the offense. Justin Herbert, he hasn't looked elite like as he did last year, but he's still playing amazing. The clock management has changed. The coaching has changed. Their rookies are playing phenomenal. Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. That offensive line looks really good. So I got to go with the Chargers. They just beat the Chiefs, who we all consider the best team in the AFC. So for me to say the Raiders would be more legit than the Chargers, I don't think I could because, one, I trust in Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. I trust in their dynamic duo in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I trust that O-line. I trust Eckler. I trust that defense right now. So I got to go with the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are going to be the more popular pick because they have Herbert. They have a rookie head coach. You know, we've seen Gruden and Derek Carr the last three years now. Like Riff said, they've gone. They've had six and four. They've had good starts, and then they've just fallen off. Um, But my pick's the Chargers as well. I mean, I like their offensive line more. Like you said, Asante Samuel coming in as a rookie has been phenomenal for them. Derwin James, too, coming back from injury. You know, you get arguably the best safety in the league coming back on your team. He could do anything on the football field, so that's huge for him. Um, And I'm not taking anything away from the Raiders because I really like their team. I think this is probably going to be their best year with John Gruden, you know, coaching this team. Derek Carr looked like he's taking another step. Max Crosby has been great. Um, But but overall, when you have to look at Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, (laughs) Carr, you know, is probably top three for MVP right now, but I'm taking Herbert. I think for the next 15 games, you know, 14 games, whatever it is, like Herbert's going to take that leap and... I don't think it's going to be crazy to call him a top five quarterback. I don't know if we could do the same with Derek Carr. This is an insanely tough question for me to answer because <laughs> obviously Los Angeles Chargers fans love the podcast and I love them back. But they like me because I give the God honest truth and nothing but the truth. <clears throat> There's something about this Raiders team that to me feels different. It doesn't feel like the past two seasons and the Chargers beat the Chiefs, you know, but they've had their struggles early on. They almost lost to the Browns in, in week one. Um, they've also beaten the Steelers as well, you know. 
So, no, the Washington football team they beat, I forgot. Mm -hmm. And they lost to Dallas. So I think those two wins were some good wins. But the Raiders have beaten the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. All, I would say, three very good wins. The Dolphins were one game away from making the playoffs, and the Steelers and Ravens did make the playoffs last season. You talk about Justin Herbert and trusting him and thinking he's more talented. I completely agree. But Derek Carr is no slouch. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, it's not a gap. And on any given day, on any given Sunday, Derek Carr can outplay him. I trust both of those quarterbacks. And I'm a huge Derek Carr supporter. I love him to death. And when the Raiders first hired John Gruden, looking at the Raiders roster at the time, I said this is going to be a two, three-year process. Mm -hmm. And now we're on year three which means that this is the year that I think they're probably really going to break out. Before the season started, I did not see this start because they did start off facing the Ravens, Dolphins, and Steelers. Nobody thinks they're going 3-0, but they haven't done this since 2001, I believe, when they made it to the Super Bowl. You know, that's how long it's been for the Raiders. They made it to the Super Bowl the last time they started 3-0, 2-0 or better. And Casey Hayward Jr., who was a lost cause for the Chargers last season, follows Gus Bradley to the Raiders, and now he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Then you also look at Nate Hobbs, who's been amazing. They have a top 10 defense right now. The Chargers offense is phenomenal, but that defense bends. They don't break, but they bend. They cause turnovers, and that's been an added bonus to their team this this uh, past season or this, this current season, but they do bend. And a Monday night, Raiders versus Chargers, I'm not sure who's home or not. I would guess the Raiders. I have to double-check that or fact-check that. But I think this game is going to tell us more about that question, who's more legit. And I have a feeling the Raiders might come out on top in that game. Ah, that's, I don't know, bro. They just beat the Chiefs, bro. Like It's in L.A., actually. So It's in L.A. They, so far. So, actually, <clears throat> I don't even know if I'll take that back because Chargers fans don't even show up to their games. You know, the cow- Cowboys fans from Dallas, mm, yeah. they had more fans in SoFi. That's different. Las Vegas is... Dallas going to have more fans. Than but the like Raiders, everywhere. the Raiders have a gigantic fan base. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And Las Vegas is not far from Cali. Most Raiders fans are from Cali. Yeah. Las Vegas, that is the only team in Las Vegas, so it's... it's, it's but they used to be, be from there. Oakland, so Actually, yeah, you know, they have a bunch of fans in Cali. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I like... like you look That at, could be a home game for the Raiders, realistically. It could The be. Raiders are a good team. I just... Uh, the The... The Chargers is so like beating the Chiefs really just put them in a different, like different tier for me. Like, I, like I understand that completely. Look, yeah, look, looking at the Raiders, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. That Ravens game was a good game, but the Ravens they they fumbled that bag. They yeah. were supposed to win that game. Lamar they fumbled. fumbled that bag. Miami, granted, good win. Two, it was with, yeah, two. Brissett, they two won in overtime. Brissett, like, he's whack. So it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he couldn't really do much, but nonetheless, still a good win because they did shred that defense, and that defense is one of the best in the league. I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be this this week. Monday is really going to be the game changer for me. The Raiders <laughs> got to go out there and beat them because the Chargers, like you said, Washington football team, that's a legit win. You know that defense is nasty. Is it though? Because their defense has been. Pretty bad this uh, this past this current season. It's, I will put it on so the, far. I will are. put it on the same pedestal as a Dolphins win with their quarterback. Honestly, neither of those mm-hmm. defenses look great. Dolphins or Washington, you know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, but even then, they still got those players that can make. And that was the first week of the season. So, you know, they still got those players that can make some game change. Dallas, that's a tough loss, but Dallas looks great right now, and that that defense looks amazing right now. So, do they look you know, great? So, they just beat Philly. 
Ah, <laughs> I mean, nah, I like Philly. I'm a they look great against fan. Tampa. Don't do that to them. They did. Let's let's pay the homage. And the Chargers too. Yeah, they look great, but they had two less turnovers that should have been turnovers. And I mean, they you know, destroyed they still, us. So, yeah. like, it was. No. You guys were in the game. But Jalen hurts. I don't. I don't. Do you I know love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, look, this guy. Yeah, nah, you Jalen Hurts is like that. It's a bad game, about. but he's like that. One thing about the Raiders, though. He's like what? He's like he's nice. Uh, he's like that. Like Jalen Hurts can ball for sure. There's no way you could watch him play and be like, nah, he can't play. I watched him play. I, he had a bad game. I, against undoubtedly, Dallas, I like, watched sure. him play. He's all right. All right. But one thing, one thing about <laughs> one thing about Vegas is their wide receiver room looks like it's drastically improved. Now they have the same guys from last year, Ruggs and Brian Edwards, but they're both look. That's what they significantly expected. Significantly better, especially if Henry Ruggs who really turn into you know like a top 20, 25 receiver in this league. I think Brian Edwards is great, and obviously Darren Waller, one or two mm. best tight end in the league. You know, I think George Kittle this year being asked to block He's a two. lot more. Kelsey is one. Yeah, no, I said two or three. Oh, sorry, oh, I say one or two. I think I think, I, think I would put I would put Darren Waller two. Yeah, I think yeah. he's yeah. better than Kittle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Too. Kittle hasn't. It's hard because Kittle blocks so much that he hasn't been getting the receiving work this year, and I really don't think that's going to change once Trey Lance is in. I think they're going to be even more run heavy. So I don't think Kittle's going to put up the numbers this year. Darren Waller, we saw Week One had 19 targets. He's cooled down the last couple, but still put up good games. But if you you know couple that with a great wide receiver room, that offense could really take off. Uh, I actually think Brian Edwards. Might have more potential than Rooks. Yeah, no, listen, all of like the analytic guys coming into the draft last year were huge on Brian Edwards because he was, you know, dogging early when he was in college. So coming out, you know, if you could show like 18, 19, like one of the players is Rondell Moore, who when he was a freshman at Purdue, he put up like a thousand yards at 18 years old. So that's one thing. Brian Edwards did something similar, either his freshman or sophomore year, where he came out in college and was just eating. That's why he was such a good pick. Wow. Rondell Moore is amazing right now. Yeah, and, and, yeah that's stud. true. And Hunter, Hunter Renfro is one of the more reliable receivers in the NFL. You yeah. know what's funny? We actually laughed about Rondell Moore because of his height. Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We were dead talking about, like, bro, he's so small. I don't know how he's going to do five, it. Seven. Yeah, he's 5'7". Nice. Yeah, now look at him. He's just... And he's a freak athlete. Yeah. He's probably like a... He's probably what Darren Sproles would have been if he was a both receiver. here and a receiver. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably what he, he, he is, honestly. And, he, and Rondo went to the perfect spot, getting in the Cardinals with Cliff, someone who's going to get the ball in his hands. Like One of the things about Rondell, they're using him a lot um, in like sweeps, jet motion, screen passes. Like, yep. Obviously, we saw the broken play with Kyler. He has that ability, too. But once his you know, route tree opens up even more, I'm really high on Rondell more. So you got Raiders on Monday? Man, I think... Actually, no, I'll take that back. I, I have the Chargers because I think this is, much, this is a much more important game. If the Raiders win, they go on to four and no. Chargers are two and two. You know, if the Chiefs are going to bounce back. I oh, have no yeah. doubt about can, that. Sorry, can there be four playoff teams from this division? Yeah, there can. Do you there, think that's going to happen? It depends on the other ones. I mean, AFC East is only going to be one. The yeah. Bills, AFC West. There can no, be four. They, they are the AFC West. Yeah. Okay, AFC South, the Titans, Colts. There's only going to be North. One. The North's going to be with. and then the North. It's going to be the Browns and uh, Ravens. The Bengals are looking really good. The Bengals. And they are, have but a chance. They, they have ch- a chance to go three and one today. Yeah, which they probably will. It it really just depends on how much you have faith in Derek Carr to continue. Look, on this I trend. have look. I have the utmost faith in Derek Carr. I'm a believer. I'm a convert. No, I, I feel the, the, the 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 problem with the. The Raiders have been their defense, but Derek Carr has had career seasons. But this is their upcoming schedule, right? The Chargers face the Raiders next, of course. Then the Browns, then the Ravens, the Patriots, the Eagles, Vikings. Okay, yeah. those, those aren't pushover games. I, I you know, I, I see them beating the Patriots, the Eagles, um, Browns, Ravens, Vikings. A toss up. The Raiders are facing the Bears. 
the Broncos, the Eagles, the Giants, the Chiefs. Well, but, I mean, us. they can beat everybody <laughs> out. I mean, the Broncos are going to be a tough game, yeah. but the Bears, Eagles, Giants, they should be favorites in. The only thing is, though, the Raiders are going to play those those teams too. It's just going to be later in the year. You know, they're in the yeah. same division. They have the same opponents. So it's just well, a matter of time. I'm looking at Cincinnati, a team we named. They got Jacksonville, Green Bay, and Detroit, and then Baltimore, then the Jets, and the Browns. So that's their next six games. I see three easy wins against you I don't you think bums. Detroit's easy for what it's worth. Well, I think that's a win. It, that should be a win for them. Them bums are easy. The Jets. I'm, I'm part of them bums. Uh, Wait, who do, who, do, who do, what are you talking about? <laughs> what team are you talking about right now? The Bengals, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I said the Bengals could start off good. Yeah, they, they could start off amazing. They got Jacksonville. They, we're not even going to speak on Jacksonville. But they, <laughs> oh, they don't jinx up. it. The game is tonight. We'll yeah. see. I'm not jinxing it. I believe I would put $1,000 at the Bengals. So Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence? Right now, duh. Yeah, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Higgins Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah, that offense is nasty. Listen, Jaguars got an offense too, but <laughs> they're probably by not being used right. Yeah. But we'll get the answer to this question, or we'll have at least more information on it after Monday when the Chargers face the Raiders. I think that's going to be a that might a be game great of the week. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great game. This week of NFL football is no, crazy. It's not going to be game of the week. Arizona what? and the Rams are going to be Yeah, that's going to be great. Week. Obviously, that's going to be New England. Uh, you got a couple other ones in there, too. What about Jacoby Brissett? You going to tune in? Yeah, no way. Nah, hell no. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm excited for jaguars Bengals, even though it sounds crazy. But, like, you got like I'm you excited said, Trevor Lawrence, Burrow, Hig- uh, Higgins out. But, boy, Jamar Chase, LaVisca Chanel, J-Rell. Like, you have a lot of great players on both teams. Yeah, I just think it's a Trevor Lawrence-Joe Burrow matchup, honestly. Yeah. I think. And, honestly, I-, I love watching Joe Burrow play whenever he plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the criticism on him this past offseason was – just annoying, man. Yeah. Like, people give up on young quarterbacks way too early. And we're going to talk about young quarterbacks later on in the show. But right now, we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs staying in the AFC West division. The Chiefs just signed Josh Gordon. Now, when the when the uh, news broke, you know, everybody was excited. He just got reinstated again in the NFL. And now he's on the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs have struggled with wide receiver depth. They have Tyree Kill, of course. He is an amazing elite receiver. But then outside of him, it's a bunch of up-and-down guys. Demarcus Robinson, Brian Pringle. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman has not turned into what anybody thought he could be so far. People fell in love with his speed way too early. But what do you think Josh Gordon brings to the Chiefs? What do you think this does for them? Well, Tyreek Evans hasn't looked the same. Tyreek Hill? Hill. Oh, my God. I said (laughs) Tyreek Hill hasn't looked the same (laughs) (laughs) the past two weeks. Against Baltimore, he wasn't great. And then against the Chargers, he got locked. You know, it's as simple as that. Obviously, the wide receiving group needs more depth. I think Sammy Watkins brought that last year. That second guy, that guy who can, you know, take it over the top also. But he brings that energy for them so where you can't double-team Tyreek Hill all the time. And then they had Kelsey. Like you said, McCole Harmon hasn't really stepped up into that role. With Flash, and I love Flash. That was one of my favorite players coming in. If he stays on the field and he actually plays, I think he can really bring that Sammy Watkins-type vibe to the team because when he does play – We've seen that he's still really, really good, but he has to, you know, I, I don't know. They need to make it a rule or something. He's been reinstated about five <laughs> or six times. And it's How like, times it's like, bro, it, it got to be football that keeps making yeah. him do the drugs because I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> but he just continues to go leave, then come back. But if he stays, you know, I think it would be huge for them because like Patch Mahomes said, he's been watching him. He loves him. But he's a really good player. They just He needs to just lay off the drugs and just stay and play. And then, you know, they'll be good. 
Yeah, I think Josh Gordon's going to be a great depth piece for them. I mean, he hasn't played since 2019, and in that 2019 season, he he wasn't great. He has 11 games, 27 catches, 420 yards, and a touchdown. That was with you know Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. So Patrick Mahomes, you know, just as good as both of those guys. But I can't believe that two years removed from the NFL, you're going to come in and dominate. I think McCole Harmon's still going to play over him. He's going to be mixed in there with Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson as a wide receiver too. Um, I don't know if you saw Andy Reid said he's probably never going to play this week. It's going to take him some weeks to, I mean, he's got to practice. He's got to learn the playbook. He's got to get used to getting hit again. You know, like all these things that. Oh, he's been of, getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> he's been getting hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Believe that. How do, I thought like, I thought NFL made weed like fine. You could play. I don't think it's weed, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, they, they, no, they have said it. I, from what I've read, from what I've seen, I think it is just that. You mean to tell me? But nah, it must have been something else. Because of weed. Because nah, he checked nah, himself. Yeah, that's how the rules are now. He yeah. checked himself into rehab in 2019. Like it wasn't someone else. Like he's like, I got a problem. I don't know if it was just for weed. It could have been something else. But um, regardless, hope he's offense, okay. Hope he feels yeah, better. Yeah, of course. Like yeah, Josh Gordon. When you know on the Browns, he had one of the craziest seasons of all time. Um, but it's good for the offense as a whole. I think for Kansas City, one of the things with Tyree Kill that. Sure, he gets locked up, like you said, but he has just so much attention goes to him, right? You need a corner, plus you need a safety over the top every single time he's on the field or else he's going to burn you. So if you could have someone else other than Travis Kelsey, could be a, a solid wide receiver too because we know at this point what DeMarcus Robinson, Pringle, and McCole Hartman are, right? They're just a guy. You know, McCole, McCole Hartman, is more of like a decoy. Exactly. Yeah. He's, McCole Hartman's good if you want to use him in the screen game, get his speed, you know, get Dude, out of space. McCoy could be a, a really great three. McCall? Yeah. Word. Like, if you get a really solid two, he can be a great three. A guy who just sneaks up on you, then boom, TD. Something like that, you know? Yeah. You, should, uh, you should give Andy Reid that play. Nah, he's better than me. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to mess up Andy Reid's vibe right now. But, you know, flash, man. Flash. You mentioned that season, and, and yeah. Oh, he's an Aries. People don't talk about this enough, but Josh Gordon did that at 22 years old in 2013, his second year in the NFL had 1,646 yards, nine touchdowns, all pro. Looked like the next coming games. like Randy Moss or something. 14 games. 14 games. And, oh, who was playing quarterback for the Browns? No matter. Yeah. Like it was. Uh, that was in 14 games, bro. I couldn't even tell you. It was someone bad for sure. But that Brady was Quinn, eight. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that was eight years ago. Yeah. Damn. Eight years ago that happened. It feels like it just happened a couple years ago. And then he was suspended in 2015 and 2016. He missed both those seasons. He was reinstated. He got traded to New England, and you mentioned, you know, the first season he was there, 720 receiving yards in 2018, then plays six games with the Patriots, has 287 yards, gets traded to Seattle in five games under 200. So with Wilson, with Brady, he wasn't able to produce. I think it's unfair to expect anything but a complimentary role for him because because he so early on flashed in our minds of what he could have been, some people still think he probably has that, but it's he doesn't. You know, it, it's been eight years. I hate to count a guy out, but it's time where you admit he probably hasn't been that same guy for years now. So to expect him to be this game breaker, this game changer is a bit unfair. I think realistic expectations that he is going to be in that rotation with McCole and Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and get some touches, but I think... You know, this is a depth move for what it's worth. It's a depth move, but I don't think too much of this move. He just isn't that same guy. He's he's more of a bigger name than he is a productive player. I think he could be similar to what they did with Le'Veon Bell last year. Mm. They bring in someone with this it's type just of name. Experiment. 
Yeah, you know, someone that I'm sure they're giving almost no guaranteed money to, see what he has. And Le'Veon Bell, he didn't look good last year, but I mean, he was a depth piece they needed behind Clyde. Uh, they had, it wasn't even Damian Williams, I couldn't even tell you, uh, Damian... Um, I thought it was Williams. It was Damian Williams. It was Daryl Williams, though, right? Not Damian. He was on the Bears last year. But regardless, he right? He was? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, he opted out last year. Daryl Williams was the backup to oh, Clyde. Okay. But Le'Veon Bell, we thought was an upgrade. And I think Josh Gordon probably is an upgrade to from Pringle and Demarcus Robinson, but from Nicole Hardman, probably not. I mean, at this point, you got to just try anything. You know, you, you you look at the last two weeks, and it hasn't been looking good for that wide receiving course. So you got to just, at this point, look in the free agency, see what you can get. I thought John Brown was still in the league, though, like somebody who they could have picked up. He got released by the Raiders, so yeah, he's thought, a free agent. I thought that was somebody they could have maybe used, utilizing that system of John Brown type of player. But you know, John Brown is probably better than Josh Gordon right now, sure. yeah, too. Yeah, he sure. definitely is. I thought they could have probably grabbed him up. But, you know, Josh Gordon, I, I know we're hoping, we're all praying that he stays in the league and he can produce because I think he was a great story when he was 22, 21 years old. And I, I, I hope like he can come in and still do some numbers, you know, play good or just be able to stay in the league, you know, because we don't want guys to really just be out here doing stuff like that. Like we wanted AB back in the league and we want him back in the league. So John Brown's still a free agent, so anyone could have picked him up. They See? The Chiefs Jets should pick him up. That's a matter thing. I knew that. It's a matter. <laughs> a matter thing. Yeah, man. Matter he's a free agency. I pick him up every week. It's tough. Yeah, so the Chiefs right now are one and two. So we're going to see if they start to switch that around and see when Josh Gordon does eventually play because he still has to learn the playbook. A coach that looks like he has a playbook that is awful is Matt Nagy. He had one of the <laughs> Look worst at that transition. <laughs> he had one of the worst offensive games in NFL history. They had 47 total yards of offense, which is up there for the worst offensive performance in history. Fields didn't play good, 6 for 20, 68 yards. And the common criticism is that there was no game plan around Justin Fields. They didn't try to use his mobility whatsoever. And this is weird because last year, Bill Lazor was calling plays in the second half of the season, and he had a lot of success with Mitch Trubisky. But for some reason, he's not calling plays this upcoming season. And I watched Matt Nagy's recent press conference, and it's him saying a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Him not him talking for 30 minutes without answering a damn question. <laughs> they asked him in the inter- in the, in the press conference, "Why isn't Bill Lazor calling plays?" And Matt Nagy, all he said was, "You know, we've had tough and honest conversations and <laughs> I like having honest and tough conversations. I think I can handle that and it's something we're going to keep uh internal and, you know, whatever that means." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> then they asked him about Justin Fields. They said, Hey, do you think that benching Justin Fields and starting Dalton or Foles over him so fast after a rough performance is bad for his long-term development? Because you're making him sit on this bad performance. And Matt Nagy was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have a week of practice and I'll, and I'll do it, whatever. He's just giving coach. He's just coach speak. Coach speak. Yeah. And for me, this is a guy who takes no accountability. This is a guy that offense has – his offense has been horrible. I've been on this podcast numerous of occasions – and have bashed Matt Nagy because he's been he doesn't sit right with me. I think he's one of the worst offensive play callers in the NFL. All he has is the name and the playoff appearances, mostly because of that elite defense. It's but not even a crazy name either. He's in the same tier as an Adam Gase. I mean, the only oh, the, the oh only the only thing oh. that's keeping Matt Nagy's job afloat is that he's one of Andy Reid's guys. And he that's made the that's what's. Yeah, I guess, but the offense was still horrible. That's what's really keeping his name alive. But, you know, you how he answers to the press conference, 
not making any decisions. All he really said in a press conference was that he had conversations with people. He didn't even say anything more than that. And this is the problem. And I think Matt Nagy should get fired. I think it's about time. It's been four years already. Bears fans have seen this offense for 50 games. Yeah. I, I would rip my eyes out. You know, I see that. Yeah, that's why last year I didn't, I didn't even watch the Jets. I didn't watch the Jets. I can't watch bad football. football, football. You know, because of that, you know, I think it's time to fire Matt Nagy. His time in Chicago should be done and over. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, you look at that. Well, Justin Fields, you know, he's a great talent. You know, he's one of my favorite guys <laughs> in the too. league. He has one of the worst coaches out of all the rookies. You know, he's definitely in that tier of um, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Well, Urban Myers, he's still fresh and young. But he's a bad coach. He's not. I'm, yeah, he's not good, but, you know, we we know Matt Nagy's bad. Urban Myers, we think he's bad. We don't know yet, though. It hasn't been proven yet. Matt Nagy, we know is bad. Justin Fields is in that category. Where he is literally with one of the worst co- uh, coaches. And he didn't help him succeed on Sunday. You know, he didn't put him in a position to succeed. He didn't make any plays for Justin Field. And like you said, they've been watching this offense for 50 games. You have a number one receiver in Allen Robinson. You have an emerging running back in David Montgomery. That offensive line does stink. Don't get me wrong. But Darnell Mooney is really good and a solid number two. And you literally went out there and just threw Justin Fields into the fire against the Browns, which I told you that defense was going to show up this week. I told you it was. And it did, and Miles Garrett wrecked havoc on More that sacks. offensive I mean, it's right? not it's not my fault that Matt Nagy was so bad. <laughs> I mean, but he made them bad. look like the 2001 Ravens. No, he did, and, it, and it's embarrassing. And you're right; he does need to get fired. But do you, I don't think he's going to get fired until the end of the season, yeah. and it's going to suck for Justin Fields because it's going to. I wouldn't up be so sure about year. that because we saw a similar situation in Cleveland a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield as rookie had Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson yep. showed that he wasn't a good coach. They fire him. Freddie Kitchens play calls and Baker now has a great rookie season. I think th- the smart thing would would be to fire Matt Nagy, promote Bill Lazor, and have him call the plays and be the coach for the rest of the rest of the season. But has Chicago shown you the con- the, the the smart? I, like, have, have they showed you the IQ that they're going to do that? They haven't think- because Ryan Pace is the GM and Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy is his guy. Yep, see. So I don't think he's going to fire Matt. No, Nagy it sucks too because Matt Nagy that, that would take a lot of balls. Matt Nagy has stated that Fields is this guy, so it's like sucks too that that's his guy. He hasn't done anything to help his guy be successful. Well, I think he's just saying that because he knows that's going to save the franchise. You know, the Bears needed a splash move. If they didn't draft the quarterback that had a mm-hmm. name like Justin Fields in a draft. The Bears fans would have went crazy. That would have been a common criticism because but they you, ju- you up, just though. lost Mitch. Yeah, they did. did trade up. You just lost Mitch. Matt Nagy made that move to save his coaching career. Okay. Because if he doesn't go and get Justin Fields, he was gonna get fired probably really early this this uh this current in this current season. And it just sucks. I, you know, I agree with you. Justin Fields hasn't been put in the best position, but I think this coaching staff is good. John D. Filippo has had success coaching other quarterbacks. Bill Lazor, you know, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton to learn from. I mean, you can't ask for a better room of guys to learn from, if I'm being honest. But that's only if Bill Lazor is calling the calls and Matt Nagy isn't the boss. Yeah, and being he's not that he give is up. the boss. Yeah, when, you, when you're the head coach and your team isn't succeeding, I I know last year this was a big problem with the Jets when Adam Gase same thing go to the press conference who's calling the plays and he really he wouldn't tell the press who it is. For what it's worth, I don't think the Bears have ever fired a coach midseason. So. I mean, the Bears are one of those organizations. They have the history behind them. You know, they have an owner who's been there forever. So I don't know if they're going to fire him midseason. Is it probably fair to call for his job? Yeah, they look terrible on Sunday. Justin Fields, it's easy for us to sit here and say how you should game plan for an NFL team. I've never done it. We've never done it. But is it that hard to 
cater towards Justin Fields' strengths. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's an elite athlete. He ran a 4-4, get him out in bootlegs on nakeds, you know, RPOs, um, and, uh, you know, run pass options as well. And have, you know, make it so that Justin Fields can read the defense easy, read one guy, make a throw or make a play or scramble, whatever it might be, because you're sitting back and you're protecting five people and you have a top five probably pass rush in the league with Miles Garrett there. It's a recipe for disaster. You like you said, you have guys like Allen Robinson who on the year has 10 catches for 86 yards. And I think we all agree Allen Robinson's at worst, probably a top 15 receiver. They have the weapons yeah, there. That was top 12, in my opinion. Sure. Mike Williams probably passes him this year. Oh, my God. That's because of A-Rob's who A-Rob's done it year after That's year. That's because Mike of who Williams play, play, All that matters about what you've done for me lately in the NFL. We know It's that. been three weeks. I'm not ready to put Mike Williams over A-Rob. That's you gotta crazy. You got to stop. Who's yeah. more talented? Who's better? A-Rob. Who's better? Mike Williams was a top 10 pick, bro. And didn't okay. do anything until the, just three weeks. I was going to say, A-Rob Antonio has been Brown doing was a six-round pick, and he's one of the best receivers A-Rob has ever. been so this. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Mike Williams' fantasy, he's going to do more for your fantasy team than A-Rob. Because A-Rob's playing with a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's playing with Andy yeah, Mooney, Dolan. Mooney could play, but he's not Keenan Allen by any means. I mean, yeah. I mean, Andy Dolan and Justin Fields aren't Justin Herbert, you know? It's like that offensive line stinks, you know. They have yeah. Jason Peters. I'm telling you, he's yeah, garbage. No, he's now. bad. Like, he's, he's bad. No, he is bad. Well, he did go up against Miles Garrett. Though. Yeah, no, one no, but he's been, he's been bad since yeah. like he's old and he's done. Up. Okay, so with Justin we, Fields, sorry, go ahead. We think Matt Nagy getting fired is, is probably inevitable. What would you think about Joe Brady replacing him? Yeah, I'm in. I want the Jets to Jets brought in Joe Brady to interview him. I think any young coach who has an offensive mind who's going to cater towards the strength of the quarterback is what you're going to do. And Joe Brady has shown, you know, he's incredibly young. Was he 31, 32 years old? He was in there with Joe Burrow at the LSU. Crazy offense, record setting. Comes to the Bengals. Joe Burrow's looked, he looked really good his rookie year until he got hurt. And then this year he's looked solid so far. We'll see it again against the Jaguars tonight. I think he'll have a great game. Joe Brady's going to... Um, I'm bugging. He's on the Panthers. I don't know why he's at the Bengals. Uh, but Joe Brady with Sam Darnold this year, he looks phenomenal. I mean, last year with Teddy Bridgewater, it wasn't great. Uh, even with weapons around him, the, the receiving weapons did good at least. But I think Joe Brady is going to be a hot candidate, and that's definitely something to interview. My only problem is, I, like, I like Joe Brady. I think, you know, the Panthers have kind of like a similar offense to the Bears in terms of their weapons, aside from obviously the gap in running back. But A-Rob, DJ Moore, Mooney, Robbie Anderson, same type of guys. I just think... Robinson, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, he's on the franchise side. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back for next year. So now you're going to lose your number one. You're bringing in a new OC, but he is young, and young coaches tend to gravitate more with the young quarterbacks. So yeah. I think that that chemistry would be good. But at the same time, it's really you just got to build that offensive line, bro. That that line is really yeah. really garbage, bro. The offense goes how the offensive line goes. If yeah. you don't have a line, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. We saw with Mahomes in the Super Bowl. If your offensive line stinks, your offense isn't going to be good. I mean, I think Matt Nagy should definitely get fired. But for me, it's really about, you know, if Joe if is Joe Brady a great candidate to replace him, he has a great resume. I'm not denying that. But the Panthers red zone offense isn't very good. Last year with Teddy Bridgewater, it wasn't very good. And because we saw the Sean McVay's of the world do that, do what he did with the Rams, we think that any young coach can probably do something similar, but I think Sean McVay was one of a kind. Yeah, he's an you anomaly. Know, to, for me to say Joe Brady can have that successor, can make the Bears that much better, that's, I don't know. I, right now, I think it's too soon. We have to, you know, some guys crumble under leadership, and yeah. I think it's too soon. But in terms of an offensive scheme and what Joe Brady can scheme up, you mentioned Joe Burrow wasn't even a first-round, third-round prospect heading nothing. into his last season in LSU with Joe Brady, number one overall pick. Then Sam Donald goes from the Jets to Carolina, and now Sam is having a career season. 
So Joe Brady has had that success and resume st- from a resume standpoint, he would be really great for Justin Fields in Chicago. I know Joe Brady is going to be a very hot. I mean, the Bengals have looked good this season, but we've heard for, you know, probably since Burrow got drafted that, you know, Joe Brady should go and coach the Bengals, reunite with him. And I feel like if he has a choice between the Bears and Bengals, he could reunite with Burrow. He's probably going to lean that way, but Brady's going to be a good candidate. Definitely because Burrow's better than Fields, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, right but now, who's more yeah. talented, though? Fields has one game on his What belt. makes Fields more talented? Because he can run faster? And I didn't say that. You said that. No, no, I'm asking you. I'm just asking you. Um, when you can do it on both ends, I think that does. And Fields doesn't have a torn ACL? I guess Carson Palmer tore his ACL. Tough. 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 I mean, obviously, I mean, this isn't, is that, isn't that what makes K1 so dangerous? Yeah. He can do it. Not, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just yeah. saying that what makes him so dangerous that he could do it on his feet. I mean, Fields is going to chase down in that Bears game. He was trying to run. He couldn't. Yeah, out of sure. it. I mean, Miles Garrett's a freak, though. Yeah, he is. He's a dangerous yeah. man, bro. Miles Garrett is crazy. Logan Paul saw, wants to, No, Jake Paul wants to fight him. He would destroy Jake Paul. Yeah. Oh, easy. I think Jake Paul could fight. Miles Garrett is like 6'5", like 270, yeah. bro. Nah, Jake Paul. Bro, he's a grown man. He'll knock you out, though. Me? Jake Paul. Knock me out? Yeah. In a boxing ring? <laughs> 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 he probably will. I don't do that boxing shit, bro. Tell him see me in the streets. He won't knock me What's out. What's the difference between a boxing fight and a street fight, though? Like, just being out, you know, just uh, being Boxing out. is with gloves, and on top of that, it's, like, more technique. I guess, but the technique is still no, similar can, in the streets. But I can hit him with a brick in the streets. <laughs> I can't hit him with a brick in the boxing ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's technique. It's rules. Somebody stopping us. I, can't, I don't have to stop. I can just literally beat him. Until I feel like stopping. In boxing, you're going to stop me. You know, the ref's going to But what's stopping him from not stopping on you? My goons. <laughs> My goons. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have an entourage. Four different variables in this fight. Yeah. Justin Fields was one of the rookie, one of the many rookie quarterbacks that struggled in week three. I mean, Fields, so far in the season, 138 yards, one interception, completing 40% of his passes. Trevor Lawrence, 669 yards passing, five touchdowns. Seven interceptions, completing 54% of his passes. And tonight, he faces the Bengals. We'll see how that goes. Zach Wilson, 628 yards, I don't want to two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Oh, he had four against New England. Completing oh, 55% of his passes. Man, he was a troll that day. And then Mac Jones, I mean, 737 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and completing 67% of his passes. Right now, Quarterback rating wise, Davis Mills has been the best quarterback. <laughs> That's so crazy, and he's played one game so far. But what do you think about this rookie quarterback class? Because coming into the draft, it was highly touted. We thought this could have been one of the better quarterback drafts in recent history. But so far, they are struggling. Is this concerning to you? Do you think this trend continues? Oh, bro, let me tell you. All right, so you know Seth, right? I'm chopping it over Seb because I'm watching the Philly game, right? And we're getting smacked. So I'm he's a Hurts fan. So I'm just telling him, bro, this guy ain't it. Oh my right? He's he's not it. He's not the guy. So boom, he's like, cause he texted me after the Atlanta game. And he was like, I told you, Hurts is the truth. So I was he like, ate. okay. So I was like, all right, watch this. And he better not fold. He folded in the second half against the Niners and he folded uh, last week. So I'm over here talking to him. He was like, I was like, bro, what do you think Hurts is? He said, I think Hurts is a top five quarterback out the last three drafts 2019 2020 and this one so i said who's in front of him he said k1 herbert burrow zach wilson sucks he said i'll put mac jones and hurts right there with each other hurts is better than mac jones so i was like what hurts is better than mac jones so i was like 
I don't think that's. I think Hurts can do more. I mean, like, I think it's too that. early to tell, but I do think Mac is better. I don't know. I think talent wise, I think Mac is in the perfect situation right now, and he's playing what you're we telling expect. me. Jalen Hurts can run that offense, which uh, New England, in New England. Well, they'd have a different offense if Jalen Hurts was the you quarterback. Think so, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't adjust Newton, it to like, Cam Newton. Yeah, but he still had what, like ten rushing touchdowns that one year, Ooh, yeah, and they cut year. him. Ooh. I know, but that's different. Oh, Jalen Hurts is better than Cam. Ah, they're, think so? they're the same right guy. now. They're realistically, yes. the same oh my type of guy. God. Nah, you're no, crazy. They, bro. I mean, like the same type of play style. They are. Let's be realistic. It's yeah. I know it hurts. I don't know with with Cam in the on the Eagles. Would they win? Would they Would they put up a better fight against Dallas? I'm not. Oh sure. no. It, it was. It wasn't just hurts though. That, finish your story. No, that was the story. That was the story. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, so I wanted to get your view still on. Put up 320 yards and two touchdowns against Dallas. Some of it was garbage time. Sure. Some but, of I mean, it. Good amount. <laughs> now I wanted to get y'all taking it because he said he thought Hertz was top five in terms of the last three draft class, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2021 out of all the QBs. I'm not sure if Jalen Hurts is better than Daniel Jones. I Daniel said Jones that, is not a bad Daniel player. Jones has looked good this year. But he's not a Daniel Jones fan. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it, tomato tomato. I mean, this past draft from Trevor Lawrence, he didn't did he, he didn't even mention Trevor Lawrence. You know, there's gonna be three quarterbacks from this draft that are gonna be better than Jalen Hurts. I think people are looking at QBs this draft and are just looking at the numbers and are saying they're not they're playing bad, but they're not looking at the situations or actually watching the game. Zach Wilson, for example, his situation is pretty bad. That offensive line still sucks. His receivers can't really get separation. It really kind of reminds me of last year in Philly. It's actually pretty funny. I mean, not only that, but the Jets, Joe Douglas put together a team where you have a rookie head coach, a rookie play caller, it's, it's, and a rookie quarterback, and you didn't you didn't sign any veteran backup. It's fresh. I mean, our backup mm-hmm. has never played an NFL yeah. snap in a regular season yep. before. What can he tell to Zach Wilson that's going to make him learn something? Yep. To be fair, losing Greg Knapp was probably huge. That was that probably was, the guy yeah, they were relying piece. on, you know, to be the, the veteran voice in that locker room. In terms of these rookie quarterbacks, I'm not worried about them specifically, but their situations I'm definitely worried about. I'm a Jets fan. I think Zach Wilson's going to be great, but I can't look oh, at the last 10 years. We're tired of like, hearing that. Yeah, we're tired of <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. though. The last 10 years, like, I've tuned in every single year and outside of one great year with Ryan Fitzpatrick mm. it's mostly been terrible season so yep. I can't say and be like oh the Jets are going to turn around I'm not, because of Zach Wilson I'm okay with t- Trevor Lawrence's situation I don't believe in Urban Meyer I don't think I think drafting ETN <coughs> was a bad first round pick obviously the injury changes everything but yep. regardless I think it was a bad pick he wanted Kadarius Tony. it seemed like the Giants and Jaguars are the only teams who are interested in him he hasn't shown anything it's plenty of time but I wasn't high on him coming in <coughs> He obviously hired that strength and conditioning coach. We had to fire a week later because of you know some dumb stuff he did in college. I don't overall. I think Urban Meyer is not going to work out, and Trevor Lawrence will be looking with a new head coach in two years, maybe to work out. Mac Jones is in a great spot, best head coach of all time, amazing offensive line, number one, number two in the league. Their weapons aren't great, but like I said, if you have a good offensive line, the rest will figure itself out. Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, John Smith, like they're decent enough that if you have a good line and you're mostly a rushing team, which they are with Damian Harris. Then the rest will come. I mean, I think these rookie quarterbacks have been put in a bad position. You look at Zach Wilson. You mentioned it. Bad offensive line. Receivers can't get separation. Rookie head coach. Welcome that's not even an offensive head coach. Rookie offensive play caller. And, like, you know, you can't tell a guy to be successful in that situation. And also no veteran backup. You look at Mac Jones. You know, all these rookie quarterbacks have one big glaring issue in terms of the teams they're on. Their tackles are not good. Zach Wilson's tackles are not good. That, losing Makai was big. Matt Jones' tackle. They're they're starting Justin Heron, who's a six-round pick last year. You know, he's not good. 
Justin Fields, we know that offensive line in Chicago is bad. Trevor Lawrence, you know, who are you who are you starting? Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor? You know, those aren't any big-time names. So that's why when I look at this rookie crop of quarterbacks, Trey Lance is in the best situation. We Like, I think that's not even up for debate. Justin Fields has a Matt Nagy problem. Zach Wilson has an everything problem. problem. And I think Trevor Lawrence, to this point, has an Urban Meyer, Daryl Bevel problem. Because I think I the weapons, the the weapons in Jacksonville are are okay. They're not any. They're not. You know, you have to. They're solid. You have to account for Marvin Jones and DJ Chark. Those are LaVisca. pretty good. Yeah, Lavisca Schnauzo. Justin Robinson. Those are good, good. receivers. Too. James Robinson. Yeah. Pardon me. So I think Trevor Lawrence is in a no okay case situation, but coaching is really messing him up. But to me, that's the big glaring issue when I see Fields, Wilson, and when I see Fields, Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence. I see bad coaching and bad supporting cast bad around them. That's usually what happens when you have a rookie quarterback because you're picking at the top of the draft yep. and bad teams. Got and I wouldn't be so quick to say Mac Jones has this perfect situation because I wouldn't say perfect, but it's all right. This, this I get what you're great. saying, but also yeah. listen to this: when Tom Brady, his last year with the Patriots, he was annoyed with the amount of weapons that he didn't have, and Julian Edelman was there at the time. James White was there at the time. Matt Jones is coming into a similar situation. You don't think that can change, though? I think it can change, but based off of Bill Belichick's stubbornness, are we expecting it to change? I mean, you saw his last free agent. You saw like his last time in free agency. He went out and he spent big. I mean, he spent he spent big on Kendrick Bourne and say, Nelson I'm, Aguilar. Nothing crazy. Like, yeah, but I, it's just but it's, it's, Julian Edelman two years ago was better than all no, those guys. Agreed, but it's the it's what you want to see. You want to see him go out there and make the spending. And although it I wasn't it, on people, the it was spending. Still, you know, and then he spent on Hunter Henry and hey. John Lewis Smith. I think those were. Those were good, but... They're better than the receivers you know, they signed. Yeah, Hunter Henry has not been... He's just been hurt. He's been hurt, but even when he's played, he hasn't shown it, you know, much. And John o. Smith, he literally didn't catch a ball that led to an interception. So, yeah. John o. Smith has been up and down, and that's probably why Tennessee got rid of him. But I think Bill Belichick's expertise is that defense. But in terms of offense and trying to surround Mac Jones around the best, about the best situation, he hasn't done a good job. You know, Brady, when he left... We all said his situation was not, horrible. Now, uh-huh. Mac Jones, he's in a similar position. But we're not going to act like Brady has, I mean, Belichick has never done that in Brady's career. He's had a Randy Moss. He's had a Gronkowski. He's had an Aaron Hernandez. Like, he's done it before. Hernandez and Gronk were draft picks and Moss was for yeah, so like, They're hoping to. Hunter Henry and Jonu can be and there's no half way that's of what Gronk be. Yeah, and no. Aaron Hernandez but we, he, We've seen it before. Like, it's still early. But I they th- also tried, you know, Belichick also this past draft tried to He picked up AB. That. He did try to that, try to AB situation. More for Brady, though. Yeah, Brady was pushing. You know, he he pushed it. Brady did push it, but he did. That was the first time we saw like Belichick. He dropped him. the stubbornness. He yeah. did go get AB. Like Aaron Hernandez and Gronk were in the same draft. Yep. In 2020, that was Belichick tried to do the same thing. He and did, they he, both are yeah, terrible. He drafted Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi, and they're they not going to be in the league. In they've been years. horrible. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, they'll be in the league. All right, right on them Patriots. <laughs> right on them Patriots. <laughs> One thing I would say: we've been blessed with great rookie quarterback play the last few years. You see Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow was great. Uh, Lamar, the last Herbert. month of his season, Herbert was phenomenal. So it's easy to compare these guys who maybe they weren't in the best situations, but maybe they're just more talented than these guys were. I think there's no debate that Kyler, uh, Trevor Lawrence was, you know, now in this. If Kyler was in that talent, Josh Rosen but, situation with Steve Wilkes, he would have had an awful rookie season. 
But I, I think he would have made stuff happen just because he can move. Josh think, Rosen couldn't. I think the difference is it's what are they showing us in the glimpses? Yeah, you know what? Like what are they showing us in the glimpses? Zach Wilson, even though he's played like shit, we've seen the glimpses. We like yes. we, he's shown every us, game. We've it, seen he, some he's throws. shown us something like all right, yo, he he got it. We just got to put something around him. You know, Fields, we haven't seen it yet. Trevor Lawrence, we've seen it though. Like all right, you know this I, guy. I mentioned this on Twitter too that. <laughs> Having this COVID happen and no training camp might have helped these rookie quarterbacks because the defenses didn't get to attend training camp either. They weren't sure. getting prepared. So now you're going and you're facing a rookie quarterback who you only have college film on and you haven't prepared for and had a, a game plan for because of the limited practices and not being able to meet in person. Now these teams are locked in. Like this is a normal year. Yep. And you see that defenses are making it tough for these rookies. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan were all not good in their rookie oh, yeah, season. Oh, Wentz's rookie season was unbearable. Yeah, they were not good in their rookie season. So the, this is how quarterbacks look like. And you look at Tannehill, Cousins, Stafford, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan. They're they are all at one point, one if not right now, great quarterbacks. Matt Ryan at one point was a great quarterback. They were all great. So, you know, I, I don't think Patience. I'm looking too much into these rookie quarterback struggles. After like two, three seasons, I've really put out the jury on them. What's but the rule I, on the QB thing? How long is it before we realize who I they mean, are? I mean, for me, I, obviously. It's like two years for me, I think. For me, it's four years. Four, I, four? I get quarterbacks four years. Yeah, I say it rookie depends. deal. That's Which is four plus one. Yeah, yes. I give I get quarterbacks first. four years because Daniel Jones, for example, rookie year, he had a pretty solid rookie season, even though the fumbling was an issue. Second year with Jason Garrett, he looks yeah. like one of the worst quarterbacks. But now, so far... He looks pretty That's fair. good. Two is premature. I would three to four is. And we're still fair. waiting on Trey Lance guys like Jordan Love to still even step foot and show. Yeah, Jordan us Love's something. not going to play until yeah. maybe next year. So we're yeah. still waiting yeah, on those gonna... guys. I think Trey Lance probably might pop though. Like come out and just start. They're, they're going to have the offense built for him, which is what these guys need, what Fields needs, and you know all these quarterbacks. It's a matter think, of can you get the coach right? If you I don't think, get the coach, but right, I think Fields' offense is solid outside of the O line. Weapons, yeah, yeah, but the outside play of the O line, yeah, that too, questionable, you know. That's why, you know, I feel like right now it's just too early to judge these rookies. Maybe at the end of the season we can give a more have a little laugh about it. A, a better take about it. But I think Zach Wilson this up uh, this upcoming weekend is gonna have a big game against Tennessee. Yeah, I, think I mean the have Jets have played probably three of the top like five defenses in the league. Who's you guys play? Panthers, Patriots, and Broncos. Yeah. Like those Literally. could easily be top five well, defenses at the end of the Panthers season. Panthers are top five right now. The next two Panthers games are like might be number one or two. Denver's top five the right now. Next two games are Tennessee and Atlanta. Like those are two defenses. Okay, now we can see Zach Wilson, can we figure out the play calling? Because neither of those teams defensively at least are that great. And even offensively, Atlanta's look terrible. You know what's sad too? Like your defense has been really good this year too. Solid. So it would be great if you had the offense at least complement the defense. I want I tweeted this at like two months ago. I want the Jets look like the twenty nineteen Dolphins. The 2019 Dolphins tank for Tua. The first they started off what 0 and seven, and the first win was against the Jets, where I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, we saw the second half of the year they were competitive in each game. We saw Brian Flores really take control of the team and show you know he's a leader, he's the right coach mm. there. That's all I want to see from the Jets. I don't Just, care okay. if they win two games. Just show me that the, you're okay. competitive. Wilson um, can play, and Sal is the guy. I'm going to the Titans game. It's gonna be, yeah, gonna be a good game. game. That's, I'm gonna laugh at you because you're gonna watch your team get destroyed. We're not getting destroyed. All right, we're like a ten. There's point nothing underdog, that can think, be worse though. than seeing Zach throw four interceptions. I went to that game. I was there. Yeah, I had great. You don't have any cornerbacks. Michael Carter the second. Yeah, talk to him. Talk to him. Julio Jones. What you know about <laughs> Julio? Might not play. Julio and AJ. AJ. Oh. No, Julio and AJ are out. What? Uh, yeah, right. AJ's probably out. Julio is yeah. also probably. I might out. sneak a 
Jets, I'm lying. I'm not sneaking a Jets win, but I'll say it's going to be a good game. Derrick Henry might go 200, though. Yeah, no, Henry I mean, might get Quentin Williams, touches. John Franklin Myers. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. You got five to Derrick Henry. <laughs> I going to say, Henry's just going to get 40 touches, and he'll make something What well, you know about Blake Cashman? <laughs> <laughs> it's Henry, bro. Or yeah. Ronald Blair. Damn, oh I didn't, they're really not playing? Probably not. Now, nah, AJ, AJ hurt his hammy. I don't. Bryce yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you're probably lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy on the, on the Cowboys right now? That Three was on the Jets last year. Oh. Terrell Basham. Oh, Basham went to the Cowboys? Yeah, he's on the Cowboys. Is he good? Nah. Oh, okay. He's he, was okay. A, he was on the Jets last year. What do you think? I don't know. Jordan Jenkins is pretty good on the on the Texans. Uh, he's on the Texans. Jordan Jenkins. The Texans are competitive, though. They are. But that's another team. Like, there's no reason just why the see, Jets... Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of reasons no, why you guys aren't... Good. But, bro, we're The Texans and Lions look like they... Well, the, the Lions, Lions have a great culture right now. The Lions... And everyone made fun of... Me included, made fun of Dan Campbell because he came I in that, that... I like Dan Campbell. Okay, good for you. There's, like... He came into that opening price conference and... Sounded like but wait, dumb. wait, but what are we like? They're open three. So what are we saying? They're about competitive. Them? They're in each game. They almost I mean the Niners, yeah, to be right. fair, they, they kind of came, came back, back yeah, in garbage time. They came back in San Fran, though. They were then, competitive with the Packers the first half, which yeah. is more than the Jets could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they should have beat the Ravens, realistically. And the Ravens, yeah. They got cheated out yeah, that game. They they they, they field goal. I was actually laughing and trolling the Ravens because they <laughs> were about to lose to the Detroit Lions. The, but yeah, Detroit, they have players too. DeAndre Swift is could be a top five running back in the league. Couple years, but top five. top five is tough. Top five, couple years, mm-hmm. couple years. Derrick Henry is going to be old. Dalvin Cook's going to be old. Derrick Henry is going to be Derrick Henry over for Ty life, Coleman, <laughs> not over Michael Carter. <laughs> I mean, Joe Mix is like twenty four, bro. Yeah, I know, but running backs, you got to think they're like they fall off at like twenty seven, twenty eight. Mm, yeah, that's true. Still you got know? the Najee. You know, he could be Najee. Yeah, the Steelers going to fix that a lot. I mean, listen, Swift just because he could, he's one of the best pass catching backs in the yeah. league, and you know, if he ever gets rushing, then. You take him over Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Yes. Easily. He's a fumbling God. I oh, hate him. To be fair, Clyde never fumbled in college. He didn't fumble his first year in the NFL. So what you're telling me is he chokes in the in NFL. It, bro, he just went to the Super Bowl with that team last year. They didn't he didn't fumble once. And then he comes in here and he just starts. I'm a Cl- I love Clyde. I'm a Clyde truther. I think he's pretty good. No, last he's year really he looked good. last year he looked really good. This year, the first two games at least, he looked kind of uh yeah. but third game, hundred yards, you know, seventeen touches. I thought last year a lot of it had to do with Le'Veon Bell coming in. Mm-hmm. They gave him a lot of the work, so it was hard for him to get into a rhythm. This year he hasn't looked great, but 100 yards is you know finally Firm. somebody he could get to. But yeah, Swift over Clyde. One of the bigger moves that I think happened the, this past week in terms of football is that the Panthers traded for C.J. Henderson, the, the Panthers. Oh, I thought you said something else. I did. I did. <laughs> I pronounced it. Oh, uh, yeah. like what? Uh, yeah, tongue got twisted. The Panthers traded for C.J. Henderson, who was the ninth overall pick in the 2020 draft by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now. 13 of the last 15 Jaguars first round picks have not gotten a second contract. And CJ Henderson is going to be right on that list. He's not going to be in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer and them, they didn't mesh. And there are questions around CJ Henderson's desire to play football. Mm. But the Panthers think they can fix it. And the trade was the, the Panthers traded Dan Arnold in a 2022 third round pick for Henderson and a 2022 fifth rounder. So the Jaguars get Dan Arnold. The Panthers get CJ Henderson. So what do you think of this move? It's a good move. You know, you bring in another young guy into that to that cornerback crew. Now you got AJ Bull, you got JC Horn, who also is going to be out for a couple weeks. So that's a depth move. You got uh, Dante Jackson there, who's also pretty young. That's, you know, bringing in a young guy into an, a winning environment always helps the young guy. You know, winning solves everything. everything. 
So you bring in a young guy. Your team is 3-0. You're hot right now. That defense is relatively young. The whole the defensive line, the linebackers, they're all relatively young, probably around the same age. So you bring in a guy, change his desire. It can be a good move because C.J. Henderson was a first-round pick. So this is a guy who had a Top lot of— ten pick. Yeah, this is a guy who had a lot Probably of potential solid. coming out of college. So this is a guy you can definitely change and turn him into a bright spot. A.J. Boo is 30. He's a lone guy, but— He's been hurt, too. So. Yeah, to pair another guy with J.C. Horn when he gets back, a young guy that can definitely change your defense for future and years to come. The Panthers are turning into one of my favorite teams, and <clears throat> it hurts me because as a Jets fan, seeing Sam oh, Darnold God, do this, bro. like, I'm happy for him. I always want him to succeed. But I didn't want to be this big of a Panthers fan. I think what they're building there is phenomenal. That defense, what you said, and to add on top of it, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, like Brian Burns could be a top five pass rusher in a couple of years. You know, this is only his second year of the league. He's already looking really talented. Jeremy Chin last year had a case for defensive rookie of the year. Um, I don't remember who ended up getting it. That you take year. Brian Burns over Chase, Chase Young. Young. Chase Young got it. Chase, uh, nah, not over Chase Young. Uh, Bryce Young, uh, no, Bryce, Brian Burns, third year in the league, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, third yeah. year. Um, Would you take him over Chase Young, though? No, nah, oh, I'm taking no. Chase Young. Okay. Yeah, but Brian Burns has the potential to be, you know, a 15-plus sack guy year in and year out who yeah. is really good. And overall, this defense with another young player, I mean, it's just another piece they have to play with. J.C. Horn, before the injury, was looking dominant. He was looking really good, especially in that Thursday night game because uh, that was really the first full game we got to see of the Panthers. But even the Panthers as a whole, I think Matt Rule, someone that the Jets could have brought in once again, didn't end up doing <laughs> it. It always comes back to the Jets. Sam Darnold looks great. And this overall, for the Panthers, like, they have a whole new culture now. You know, before this, when they had Ron Rivera and Cam Newton, that was they had a great run there. And it kind of makes me upset that they could go from Matt Rule and Sam Darnold and just back-to-back. It looks like they have great teams. I'm kind of annoyed that the Jaguars gave up on this guy so fast. You don't draft somebody in the first round. You don't give up on somebody so talented so quick. It probably made it easier to make this move because they got Dan Arnold and... They Dan need Arnold, sorry. Are they but they they don't have any <laughs> tight ends right now. Right now their best tight end is Chris Manhurts. I would just not have a tight end like you know Tebow. so Dan Arnold like, does to help trade their, CJ and be like oh we're getting Dan Arnold so let's do it like. And I guess the third round pick helps a little bit but you know they're getting a, an okay tight end who can receive quite a bit even though he hasn't been that good so far. No but CJ he's had those questions about him since training camp and He's been on the trading block since training camp. Urban Myers made it adamant that he didn't really he didn't want CJ Henderson. And can that also lead to you not wanting to play football even more? Absolutely. But with the Panthers losing JC Horn with a foot injury, and I don't know when he's gonna come back, CJ Henderson months. could fill in that role. And now when they're they're getting back AJ Boye, now you have Dante Jackson, Boye, and CJ Henderson. And when JC Horn comes back, if C.J. Henderson turns into that lockdown corner that we saw in week one of his rookie season and you have C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn, that can be an elite cornerback duo for years to come to the point of where Dante Jackson, who was on a contract, who's on his last year of his contract, maybe they don't bring him back because they have so much faith in that him. core. Yeah. I would keep him, too, because he's, he's good. supreme. You can never, have, you can never have enough corners. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a great statement. That's like four good corners right there. Yeah. yeah they can that's something like, the, that's something you, like the Broncos have right now. Yeah, the then, Patriots. You talk, then you talk yep. about the defensive line. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, Daquan Jones, Morgan Fox. Yeah, Jack, Shaq Thompson has been awesome. You know, this defense is elite. You know, yeah, 2019, nah, 2019, they had a, they one of the scary. Man. 2019 historically, they had one of the worst run defenses. Mm-hmm. This year, three weeks in, they have one of the best run defenses historically. You know, this defense has been amazing. And Brian Burns reminds me of a uh, Jason Pierre-Paul in the Giants when mm, they went, when, when on that run. 
You know, Jason Pierre-Paul just super fast off the edge. But this also tells me that the Panthers believe in Tommy Tremble, who they call oh, the God. Jet Sweep for <laughs> uh, to score a touchdown against the Texans at the at the goal line. Tommy Tremble, I mean, he has some nice physical attributes. 6'4", 250 pounds. You like him? I yeah. saw his hair. His hair is pretty nice, too. <laughs> I, saw, I did see his hair. You know, he has some nice hair. He has my hair if it was a different color. What skin, is he your skin he's color? He's white, right? No, he's not white. He's not? No. Tommy Tremble I, I thought, like yeah, yeah, I thought the like, same thing. I didn't want to say it, so I let you say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he looks like a Duke basketball player. Okay. So he's white? I guess. No. What the? What the? Well, what, <laughs> what no. the? Duke, say what Duke have you, you don't. You don't remember, what the, do Duke, I remember the Duke basketball player hairstyle? Oh, their hair. It's like a half eight. Nah. It, was, it wasn't white players, bro. At the no, are you like the Quinn Cooks. Oh, you talk about that era, with like that Gary era. Trent Justice like, Winslow, yeah, yeah, yeah that, you yeah. got because you remember JJ Redick and them boys. They was at Duke, so you, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch JJ Redick at Duke. Yeah. Oh, you talk about that era. Okay, so that type of haircut. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. He has a Duke fade. That's um. Okay, I remember that era. Okay. But yeah, he's six four, two hundred fifty pounds, third round pick, and he did score a touchdown. So I guess that makes things a bit easier. But it's probably Tommy Tremble time sooner than we think. Maybe pick him up in fantasy. I don't know. Are we buying stock on Carolina making the playoffs yet? Yeah, I'm in. You think they're in the playoffs? Even with Uh, the four teams in the NFL? You told me last week you're not in yet, so I'm asking you again. I'm not in yet. They're going to compete for a wild card spot for sure. Are they better than the Saints? Yes or no? Yes. The Saints aren't good. All right. James, that offense has not shown me like. Well, MT ain't here yet. And is MT gonna come back? Like, sure, he's supposed to come back week six, seven. I can't but what answer that. We, I'm not the doctor. What has <laughs> MT shown us last two years to Don't prove do that. that he's gonna? Don't say last two. Say last year. Excuse, that's what I mean. Yeah. This year and last year. I okay, last year he was hurt, and when he played, he was all right. But I know, he was but hurt. then he got hurt again. But the year before that, he was a dog. Yeah, he was the best receiver in the league. As long as they keep winning, I'm fine. And they've been pulling out wins. They have been gutting it out and winning. So as long as they keep winning, I'm fine. And I think when Michael Thomas comes back, they're going to spooky. even they're going to MT be even better. Like Carolina just smoked the same. They did. I, like, <laughs> yeah, they were missing seven defensive players though. Mm. Seven or four? It's four or seven. seven. I don't know. I think it was four. Somebody tried to correct. Yeah, because somebody corrected me though, and it was, they said oh, four. It was yeah, a but lot. they were missing half their coaches. Marshawn Lattimore didn't play. That's key. So. That right there, so he's been, he's been phenomenal. Is it a 19 point difference, Keith? Oh, uh, I wouldn't say 19, but okay. he said 4 and 7. I'm just letting <laughs> you know, Marshawn Lattimore is yeah, nah, and elite that, this and that's year. I mean, big, we'll see the rematch later on. Oh, for sure. Game. It's going to be a great game. We'll see the rematch. So you're in on Carolina. Yeah, I think they're going to compete. The NFC's tough. I mean, especially look at the NFC West. Like, that's really the only division I'm looking at. I'm like, you know. Four teams the, could get in. Yeah, the North, like, you have the Vikings and Packers. The East is a joke. And then, you know, it's it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be one playoff teams. Like I the, wouldn't say Like, the joke. West compared to the East is honestly a joke. Like, the NFC right, and right, AFC. Right. The NFC West is the best division. You have to get. Yeah, the okay, AFC wait, wait. West might be the second hold best. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah, hold I don't like how you just compared us to the best division in football. That's all I'm saying is if you look at the East and West Coast, it's But a if joke. you look at the NFC um East and the South, it's not like aside from Tampa Bay, it's like we're all kind of like with each other. Like Dallas yeah. is there with the Saints and Carolina. Washington is there with the Saints and Carolina. Even the Giants, yeah. if they weren't so their coaching wasn't so bad, they'd be there with the Saints and the, and the Panthers. So don't don't try yeah, to do maybe that. It's not that yeah, big don't of a try difference, to do but that. still, regardless, like I don't know if I really believe. I believe in the top two in the NFC North, uh, South, way more than whoever so the top would, two in so the East you are going to be. The Panthers to make the playoffs over the Vikings. That's tough. That's the one team I said. Like that's the one team in the North that like the only one that I'm unsure of. Well, Carolina over Seattle. I can't. What about the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers? That's yeah. 
I mean, if they all make it, know. it's over for Carolina. That's what I'm saying. They have yeah. to get over one of those teams because Carolina's looked great so far, but I don't know if they could really, you know, show me you could beat the Russes, They the will Kylers. have to get over one of those teams or the Vikings or yeah. the Packers. That's going to be tough. Yeah. One of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL right now is Kirk Cousins. And oh, my God. They beat the Seattle Seahawks, and, and Kirk Cousins made this great throw off his back foot on third and five to KJ Osborne, who has been a breakout player Look great this season. He has been... Phenomenal and, and Vikings fans, there's another fan base that loves me. I love Vikings <laughs> fans as well. They saw me wear my Vikings hat in the video I made. So it's Skull Nation all day. You know, I'm a Jets fan, but the Jets are the Jets I it's probably in my room somewhere. I'm not sure where. But the Jets, you know, they've been bad for a while. So I've had to find teams to root for once in a while. And the Vikings are definitely one of those teams. You know, they have great uniforms. I love Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins Common criticisms of his game. You know, he's a stat patter. He doesn't perform in prime time, even though stats would say differently. Maybe he doesn't win in prime time, but performing, he performs in playoffs. prime time. Playoffs, man. Well, he had the past, last time we saw him in the playoffs, he beat the Saints. Yes, he did. He beat the he Saints. He definitely did. You're right. We'll give you that. And this season, he has a 94.1 PFF grade in a clean pocket. And teammates say Kirk Cousins is playing with more swag. And Kirk Cousins said, he answered to that comment and said, Kyle Shanahan said, my swag is having no swag, which means that he just makes the right play. He doesn't do too much. He just does what he has to do as a quarterback. Kirk Cousins has 26 touchdowns to two interceptions in the last 10 games, the second best QBR this season. And Dalvin Cook said, give Kirk a clean pocket. He's the best in the game. Their line looks really good. So what do you think about Kirk Cousins? I think I think we rate Cousins fairly. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, think, I don't see where the underrated I was, part. I, was I think you say. just like to throw that word around. <laughs> it's like just to make it seem So good. what tier do you think he's in? In the Derek Carr, probably below Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford tier. I think he's below. It's not below. He's, below isn't, he's not better than them two, but he's in that He's better, than, Derek he's better than Baker. He's be- yeah. He's yeah. better than Derek Carr. I think he's, so? uh, he's better than Derek Carr. From yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is better than Derek Carr. Okay, that's fair. I don't think he's better than Stafford. I think they're neck and neck. I think Stafford and Kirk are neck and neck. I think all three of those guys, just Stafford's in the best position. Now. But he's been in come on, Detroit was a shit show. Yeah. The Minnesota that's, Vikings that's have had now, yeah. a bottom offensive line since Kirk has gotten there. That's he's had Great career weapons, seasons though. every. Yeah, that's true. But he's had career seasons every. I single mean, you can year. say, but Stafford is his numbers are pretty gaudy too compared to Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins in Washington was pretty good too. Yeah, so put up numbers. I mean, yeah. they're they're all in the same type of tier yeah. though. Like that's they're in the, the, that's the fifth. But Matthew tier. Stafford, this look. That's probably like the third tier quarterback. Yeah, they're in the say. 15, 20 range. I think Cousins this is, is thing, a, around like quarterback twelve to fifteen. We know he could put up numbers. We know he could. You don't win think he's a top ten quarterback right now? I, I'd have to go through it, but I don't Wait, think, you think so. Do you think Dak Prescott is a tier above Kirk? Yes. You think so? I think he's ten. I think, they're, I think they're in the same tier. I would take Dak above Kirk, but I think it's fair to put them in about the same tier. I don't know. If you tell it's me like you're Dak taking Kirk the, over Dak, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but I would definitely prefer Dak. I think Dak is like the bottom of, you know, the like t- he's the bottom, bottom of the tier two and Cousins like top 13, if you, like if you want to do yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And Dak is also, I think his leadership is just amazing too. So yeah, that's we, also we can literally go through the names because I, I, I'm confused. But it's still underrated Kirk. because the, that label does exist, exist that he does stat, pad his stats. That he doesn't perform in prime time. But Matthew Stafford in Detroit, mm-hmm. he had like five wins against winning teams and his loss record, like he had like he was like five and eighty one against teams that made the playoffs. Oh my god, what? Yeah, Matthew Stafford in Detroit. 
I think it was something around there. It was the win loss mm-hmm. column was looking at it. It was shocking because Matthew Stafford was so abysmal, but yeah. he played in Detroit. Yeah, we always said Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. He just has a bad situation. You look at Matthew Stafford. Oh, it's Detroit. Derek Carr, same thing. Oakland is Las Vegas has never had good defenses. They've always had a bottom twenty defense since he's been with the Raiders. And also, I think Tannehill, the Miami, the Miami career kind of jaded people's visions of who Tannehill was. But I do think Kirk Cousins is a he suffers from narratives like that, and he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Mm. See, when we look at Stafford, we do look at that time in Detroit and say, okay, bad situation. When we look at Derek Carr. We say bad defenses, even though we don't give Derek Carr much slack either. But Kirk Cousins, last year, Vikings had one of the worst defenses in football. They've had a bad offensive line every time Kirk has been in Minnesota. And yeah, the weapons are there, but Dalvin Cook missed a whole year when Kirk was there. So, so, so let me ask you a question. Why does Matthew Stafford get the benefit of the doubt and a player like Kirk Cousins doesn't? What like what gives what makes us give him the benefit of the doubt and not Kirk Cousins? The narrative. Yeah. The I think narrative. we look at Detroit and say they've been a joke franchise year after year. So mm-hmm. we're gonna give him the doubt. He's also a number one overall pick. Cousins a third round pick, so there's a little bit different there. Also, <laughs> it's the narrative, right? Because Kirk Cousins coming from Washington, getting that contract, which at the time, nobody thought he deserved that contract. He gets it from Minnesota. They just made the NFC Championship. People were expecting Kirk. They thought Kirk Cousins was the missing piece to make it to the Super Bowl. But that year, it was, I mean, who was the starters at quarterback in the NFC? Nick Foles was starting. No. Case Keenum was starting. Yeah, that was the year the the Eagles went on the run. The you're saying. Yeah, with yeah, Case Keenum, with Keenum. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. When they made the NFC Championship, you had yeah. Nick Foles, who's a backup. You had Case Keenum, who's a backup. There weren't great quarterbacks that year in that playoff run in the NFC. Well, so, Matt Ryan. They still had Russ. Aaron Rodgers, Russ. There was, some, there was some danger out there. I don't think the Packers made the playoffs that year. Mm. What year was that, 27? 27, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I don't even remember because <laughs> we didn't play them. So it, I, I know uh, Drew Brees played. Word. I remember that. I know we played Matt. Matty Ice beat them. Um, I'm looking at the list right now. I think it's fair to put Kirk like right at 10. Like 10 to maybe 11. All right, look. He's not better than Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Mm -hmm. Stafford, Josh Allen. It's five. Are that or better than? Yes. Okay, K1. Okay, yeah. Kyler, six. Russ, Herbert. Okay. Lombard, nine. Now we're into the... Into the debatables. Yes. Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is better. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, the quarterbacks that year were Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Jared Goff's... Drew Brees' second year, I believe, when he had that breakout season okay. with McVay. Yeah, so... And Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, though. And the Panthers with Cam Newton. Is Tannehill better than Kerr? If you were asking me this last year, I would have said, yeah. It's only three games in. Though. I know. I shouldn't change my opinion, but it's just what have you done for me recently? <laughs> if you would have gave, if you would have told me you changed your opinion eight games in, I'd be like, I is valid. Cousins, Cousins always looks good. It's never been a problem. Of like, is he a talented player? Like, he's always been able to play. I mean, all right, if we talking just talent alone, like just strictly from a talent standpoint, is Kirk top ten? From a is, talent, he's, if he is, he's ten. Not talent, but I think production. He's definitely top. I think production wise, Kirk has been a top seven quarterback <clears> the past couple of seasons. So who are you taking out of that list? Dak? 
Stafford. No, Look, I, I think they're Dak all in the in same here. tier. I know, but Dak lost the entire season last year. I think they're all in the same tier. When we talk about Dak, I think Dak right now is separating himself, though. I think Dak right now, the way he's playing, he's putting himself in the top five quarterback conversation. You got to stop. Not five. No, he is. Like top, he I'll is. give you seven, he eight. Is. I'll give you seven, Yo, eight. Five, five is a tough so group when, to get So into. when Brady, well, Lamar Jackson, I think his play style is going to wear out five. of it. I think, I know he's not, but Brady is holding one of those spots. Yeah. But Brady right now, okay, so wait, Brady. Like two or three years. Brady Rogers, two. Mahomes. Yeah, I, I've heard that my whole life. Brady Rogers, Mahomes, Russell, Allen. Who, Would you really put Wilson that much above Dak? Are you putting yeah. Dak over K1 right now? I'm not. That's You got to get hit past him first. Kyle, right now, see, Kyler's five. We have to see how the season plays out. <laughs> are you going to hit me with that? Just <laughs> no, because, I mean, you look at the numbers, Dak's playing better than Kyler. That's fair. What numbers? <laughs> the numbers. Bro, Dak, numbers. Kyler's number one odds for MVP right now. Yeah, that's the odd making. Because they're, he's they're dominant. Winning, they're undefeated. I, and they're I know, but the, and passing. Yeah, but, yeah, but the Cowboys are probably going to win that with division K1, too. You but Dak his, has more, he's more efficient. With K1, he, Dak is completing 79% of his that, passes. Yeah, but that's but, also probably not sustainable. No, but you have to it's understand. It's not, but he he could definitely. K1, you have to put his, like his, you have to put his rushing numbers into his passing numbers. Yeah, yeah, so like that, that's why he's like a combined thing right now. I get it, but I think Dak is, he's. Those are the next guys up. The way he the way he's playing right now, he could crack that top five. He well, those be. are the two guys next up, and and Herbert is coming. So it's Herbert is coming too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a like, he got to stay pace with these guys. I mean, when you're talking about a t- talent, I think Collar and, and Herbert are talented, more talented yeah. than Dak. But you got to produce too. So if Justin Herbert, you know, if he doesn't have the numbers Dak has, you can say you'll take Herbert, but the production, the numbers show you probably. Take I mean, Dak. production and numbers Dak has been phenomenal. It's just been in what we know is garbage time. Yeah. Kyler has yeah. Kyler has more passing yards, lower completion percentage only, but still sixty nine percent. Oh, excuse me, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Kyler's a seventy seven percent completion percentage this year. Oh my god! Yeah, seven wow. touchdowns <laughs> to four interceptions, and obviously the rushing. We know that's that. different, boy. Yeah. Don't ever disrespect. But this is the thing. I think when we talk about Kirk Cousins, I think he is in that tier. But mm-hmm. even that Dak, Tannehill, Cousins, Carr yeah, that's tier. His, that's his tier. That that tier is. The most underrated tier in football when we talk about quarterbacks because Agreed. people either think they're overpaid and not worth the money, mm. or they think they're the greatest quarterback in the world. So they, you, <laughs> don't, you don't you don't have a you don't have an equilibrium. It's okay. it's just it's just you know there's two sides debating over what is. That's fair. I just like, I've never heard somebody throw in Kirk is underrated. He's top five, top eight in the league. Yeah, no, nah. I thought he was rated in the top ten. I mean, that's just every, everybody thinks Kirk Cousins is what Jimmy Garoppolo actually is. Nah, oh that's wow, that's what they think Kirk's he is. Better. I, he's I know better. Kirk is better, yeah. but people view Kirk as a Jimmy G. No, people, you know, because people was, think Jimmy is what Kirk. They I was watching. I was watching Stephen A. Smith on the Breakfast Club today because I had a gap between one of my classes at school, and I was you know listening to the to the interview. And they asked him about Cam Newton and how he's not in the NFL and about brother quarterbacks. You know, you know, he has to answer that. So Stephen A. Smith said, oh, the reason the Vikings haven't gotten rid of Kirk is because they're paying him way too much money and owe him too much money All or else guaranteed. or else or else they would have had him long gone. And I'm thinking, like, what? why? If Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback, like, what are you saying? And I think people, because of how the media talks about Kirk Cousins, because when he performs bad, it's. Oh, one in nine on Monday Night Football can't win primetime games. But when he does great, nobody ever talks about the Vikings or Kirk Cousins. They just think, oh, it's whatever. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in, in, in primetime games anyway, so this doesn't matter. So I think the narrative the media has created about Kirk Cousins 
has led people to believe he's more Jared Goff and he's more Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo than he is Derek Carr, Dak Prescott. So is it safe to say that the media and fans have put too much emphasis on quarterback win-loss records? Well, it's important. And Cousins, while it is overstated his primetime record, because it's really not – his Monday night football record's terrible, but Sunday night's whatever – um, his biggest issue has been the playoffs. I mean, he hasn't been great. He averages less than 200 yards a game. I think he has like a maybe three to one touch interception. But regardless, like he's played three games. He hasn't looked phenomenal. That, mm-hmm. That's his biggest issue because we see the Vikings each year. They look good. They're a competent team, a competent organization who have good players every year. But they don't do anything in the players outside of that Case Keenum year when they had, you know, the Minnesota Miracle, which is like a one in a million chance. They beat the Saints. Last year. Yeah, they did. <laughs> he keeps saying that. I like. get that. They lost to the Niners, though. The Niners are running on them. The Niners running on everybody that year. Yeah, that the Niners messed them up bad. <laughs> and Cousins was solid, nineteen for thirty-one, two forty, and a touchdown. I remember that like, TD. That was the only TD. Like that was it. Like after that, it got bad. Kyle yeah. Rudolph got the Forty Niners were just too, they were too much, man. Yeah, got, oh my gosh, they destroyed Aaron Rodgers that year. It's also two years ago at this point. Oh, okay. Well, they didn't make it last year. They were banged up last year. Derek Carr was just quoted right now saying that the Chargers is a home game. Playing at SoFi Stadium is a home game. Tough. He's kind of he's gonna lose. Kind of wild for saying that. Yeah. He's he said lose. it's just a fact. Oh my god. <laughs> he said QB says the Chargers soak. How crowds have always favored the silver and black. I don't. I mean, I believe him. He's gonna lose, yeah. and now it's gonna be a home loss. So now look at him. <laughs> now look at you. Yeah. And Char- I mean, Raiders fans are passionate. Yeah. I still believe. Ah, ah. Yeah. The Chargers fans show love on our videos, but y'all ain't showing love <laughs> at those ticket at those ticket booths. At the- <laughs> Yeah, y'all not showing online at NFL ticket exchange. Bro, if the Raiders LA make the playoffs, the I'm literally gonna get a Drew moment where they just destroy me <laughs> for like a month straight, bro. I swear to God. If they win Monday, I'm done. Why would you say? Because I said the Raiders win to win the division game. So if they win on Monday, I'm oh, already you said they wouldn't win a yeah, single one. Yeah, like I one? said it out loud, like I, I said it, and I was like, yeah, they're not gonna. But you win said the they're division. winning the division. No, they oh, wouldn't nine. win the division game. Oh yeah, yeah go so. zero and six in the division. <laughs> yeah, so on Monday if they win, I'm done. Like, yeah, I said that so. in the team preview. You said I don't think they're gonna win the game. <laughs> <laughs> I said what? That never happened. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was pretty bad on them. So I'm just waiting. We're I need, low on them. I need Herbert to win that. Yeah, Herbie's nice. One of the best teams in the NFL so far are the L.A. Rams. They could be the best team in the NFL, and that's a question we're going to answer right now. They made that big trade in the offseason for Matthew Stafford to replace Jared Goff, and now Jared Goff's not liking the shoes that Stafford once wore in Detroit. You know, having okay performances but being let down and having Detroit things happen to you. You know, Justin Tucker hitting a 66-yard field goal when – the play should have never even happened because the clock had expired. That's, I remember and, watching that live and be like, how are they not calling delay of game here? Yeah, so Detroit just had Detroit things happen to them. But Matthew Stafford with the Rams, he's having the happiest time of his life right now. I mean, having Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, even Sony Michelle has shown some flashes. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and then, of course, Sean McVay. I mean, this is the best offense in football, in my opinion. Stafford against the Bucks had 383 yards, four passing touchdowns. I mean, he was flawless in that game. Do you think the Rams are the best team in football right now, better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending champions? Nah, I oh. still think Tampa Bay is the best, and I'm not going to get tricked or fooled by <laughs> like I'm not going to go through that front because last year I'm talking about, yeah, the Saints are the best. Yeah, they beat them twice. This, that, and the third. They got, Different. yeah, they lost. I'm not going to do that this year, but no, I think, 
I, st- I, th- I thought the Rams were going to be a top three team in the, in the league. I still think they're a top two team in the NFC. I just think the Buccaneers are better. I think with having Tom Brady in the playoffs is going to matter so much. And, you know, that secondary needs work. They did pick up Richard Sherman. However, that helps them. But that secondary, yeah, that's the secondary does need work. But that front seven is still as dangerous as any team in the league. That offense is still dynamic. They didn't have A.B. when they played the Rams. He probably would have helped them a lot. But that offense is still dangerous. Gronk. A B Mike Evans, Chris Godwin is the best. It's the best wideout core in the league, best in the league. A B looks like himself. Yeah, one to three, yeah. So it, it's it's dangerous. So I think Tom Brady. I still respect him. I still understand what he's going to bring. He's shown with the Bucks that he doesn't win, hasn't won those big time games that happen in the regular season. But come playoff time, these guys are a different beast. So I still got Tampa Bay as the best team in the league. Yeah, no, I think it's the Rams. I mean, I don't know how you watch that game. They won by. They won only won by 10 points, but still, yeah. they dominated the game, at least what I could tell. Like, it wasn't really a time where I was like, oh, the Bucs are getting back into this. Now, when you look at the stats, I mean, on field, it just your yeah, eye test, you. eye test, you're like, okay, the Rams have it. But then you go and look at the stats, like, it backs it up. Um, offensively, third most points per game. Stafford has the fifth most passing yard, 70% completion, 9 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. Defense is 10, top 10 in sacks, nine fewest points in the game. And they're converting third down to the third highest rate. Like offensively, they're clicking. Sean McVay, we knew this. We already knew the type of coach he was. We saw him elevate Jared Goff to a level that he'll never touch again. And Matthew Stafford is obviously a more talented quarterback than he is. Their rushing attack does worry me a bit. But then I look at last year's Super Bowl. I look at the Chiefs and the Bucks. I mean, Clyde was fine, but it's not like he's the focal point of the offense. Same thing with the Bucks with Fournette and Ronald Jones. You know, neither of them are these workhorse running backs like we see with Derrick Henry's and Dalvin Cooks that you really need a rushing attack to succeed. Um, we'll see. Henderson should be coming back soon. He missed last game. I think he had a rib injury. I'm not big on Sony Michelle. I think he's he's a fine running back, backup type guy. But top to bottom, I mean, Aaron Donald is playing amazing. Jalen Ramsey looks like he might be even better or the best he's ever been in this new. Um, they have some sort of new defensive scheme because obviously they lost uh, Brandon Staley to the Chargers. So overall, top to bottom, give me the Rams the best team in the league. This is a tough question to answer. And shout out to Deshaun Jackson having a vintage performance. I mean, this guy was all worldly. And right now, Matthew Stafford is showing what everybody that watched Stafford and didn't blame Detroit's shortcomings on Stafford saw all these years that Stafford is closer to an elite quarterback than just a guy holding his stats above water and maintaining a starting spot. Stafford looks like a top five quarterback in the NFL. We talk about Kyle, we talk about all these guys, but Stafford looks that way. He's first in QBR right now, nine touchdowns to one INT, 70% completion percentage, and He's throwing down the field. I mean, these aren't checkdowns. He's bombing it. And Sean McVay is letting him do that. And a fun fact about McVay, McVay was actually the Georgia State play, the Georgia player of the year in his state when he played football. Oh, oh with Stafford, you're saying? No. Sean McVay actually played football though. Oh, really? Oh, oh. And he was he he was a quarterback and I think he won player of the year over Calvin Johnson. What college That's did he go crazy. to? I don't know what college he went to, but they converted him into a wide receiver because he would just run like <laughs> he would just run like you know quarterback design runs, yeah. you know. But yeah, he he was actually an insane football player. Wow, he was I thought he was like a player. tech nerd head. Yeah. Nah, he's actually an insane right. football player. That's probably why he relates to his players so well, being that young. But I think the Rams, you hit it right on the head. You know, their offense is great, but that defense is really legit. Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. Yeah, even though they lost, good. even they've always been legit. They lost Brandon Staley, but their losses of like John Johnson haven't been that huge so far. 
You know, Taylor Rapp has done a good job, you know, being a, another depth piece in that secondary. And also, you look at the linebacking core, like, they lost Samson Mibukam. That really hasn't been a huge loss. Michael Brockers went to Detroit. Hasn't been a huge loss. As long as you have Aaron Donald, you're going to be fine. Yeah, the two I mean, best yeah. Aaron Donald. Say, you're arguably the two best defensive players in the league yeah. on your team. It'll be fine. Aaron Donald demands double teams every game, and sometimes you might even have to triple team. That's, yeah. how, that's how good Aaron Donald is. So I think this Rams team, top to bottom, they're a great team. But coming to the season, I knew they would be a great team. I mean, my best teams before the season were the Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Browns, and 49ers. And at this current state where we're at, week four of the NFL, are the Rams better than the Chiefs? I would say, yeah, they're yeah. playing better football than the than San Fran. I would say, yeah, they're playing better sure. football. The Bills, yeah. yeah, I think they're better than the Bills. I think that would be a crazy matchup. Rams, Chiefs Bills. and Rams. Oh, Chiefs, Rams? Yeah. And the Browns. Do they play this year? The, they're I better so. than the Browns, too. So it's really about are they better than the Bucks? And so far, they have been better, but... I, I know why you're hesitant because last year when the Saints blew out the Bucks, they, not they, once they, they, they look just like how the Rams but no, twice but it was different last year with Drew Brees like obviously you couldn't see the decline coming that much yeah. but Stafford is in his prime right now he's you know arguably a top seven quarterback in the league the no, way he's no, been I, playing I just think when you different. watched when you watched the Saints and you watched those Bucks games last like on like you just watch it you're like no they're and better that, than and that's why, I know but also first year for Brady had to yeah. get used to things you know and that's why you're hesitant because I was here on this podcast all you're saying you're gonna see and he saw <laughs> yeah. and he saw and he got a mouth load as well you know when he did see but the Rams, I think, are a different team because of what you just yeah. mentioned. Matthew Stafford is in his prime right now. Sean McVay, when he lost in that Super Bowl, saying that that was on me. I didn't put my guys in a position to succeed. Bad game. I just have a feeling that if he gets to a position where he has, he's in the NFC Championship or in the Super Bowl, he's going to be prepared and call a great game and call a great game. So I just feel like there is something different about this Rams team. Their football team is fantastic. And Matthew Stafford is doing what I thought he always could do. He's that good. Sorry, go ahead. No, the reason why I put, I wouldn't put them over the Rams. I'm, oh my God, I wouldn't put them over the Bucks and the Chiefs just yet. We've seen it with the Chiefs and the Bucks consistently. Like the Bucks, maybe they just want a chip, so I can say that. But the Chiefs, we've seen back to back to back AFC Championship and then Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So I'm never. They can play as bad as they want, but I know they're going to figure it out because yeah. they know how to flip that switch and get into it. Same with Tampa Bay. They have Tom Brady, so they're going to just flip that switch and get with the Rams. We still have to wait and see. We haven't seen Stafford in that situation in a very long time. Like, it's been a minute since we've seen. But, you know, regular season, as of right now, they have looked, you know, they didn't look too, they looked good against Indianapolis, but they looked great against Tampa yeah. Bay. So, you know, you got to. And that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. But that's they, really matters. they got them boys this week coming up. So the young boys coming up. So it's going to be another test. The for Patriots? Them. No, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. That's, okay. gonna be, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be another test. But the Rams kill Carol, uh, the Cardinals every time they play. It's different teams now. Like new vibe. I know what you I'm going to tell you why it's new vibe. Because right, now me. DeAndre Hopkins can't get double teamed because he has a really nice. He has Rondell. Rondell more solid, but they don't use him like that. They don't use him as like, like a typical Kirk receiver. But Kirk is solid. Kirk is better. They've had solid. Kirk. Yeah, but Kirk is better. Than what? Last yeah. year? Yes, he's okay. way better than last year. You can say about like every player. I mean. We could, but <laughs> no, you know, Kirk has put up some numbers. Kyler's this year, better in that defensive line with Chandler Jones. JJ Watt hasn't played great. But. And the Rams. I mean, so also they, what I'm mentioning is that Richard Sherman is on the Bucks now. So when they get Carlton yeah. Davis back, 
Richard we'll Sherman, I feel Jamel like Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunsen. There's, there's a reason why Sherman was a free agent for that long. Because of his, so? you know, because of his situation. I, it also, yes, I, I honestly forgot about that. But <laughs> <laughs> regardless. He was on some weird shit, you know. You, you look at the next two matchups, the Rams have Rams-Cardinals this coming week, and then they play on Thursday against Seattle. So they got back-to-back back within you know, four days. That's like, I mean, you in those two games, you're 5-0 and oh with two division wins. You're looking great. One thing that's hard to say is just how good this offense would be if Cam Akers didn't go down. Because mm-hmm. Cam Akers is one of my fu- favorite running backs coming into last year. Obviously, him tearing his Achilles, I can imagine how good this offense would have been if they yeah. had him there. I mean, like, you know, Arizona's no joke. And then Russell Wilson, I'm not even going to say Seattle, just Russell Wilson, he's no joke. He's yeah. always going to bring it all the time. Fine, the first good Thursday night game is next week. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Gee, I mean, yeah, what's next been... week, Thursday? Rams, Seahawks. Wow. In yeah. Seattle? In Seattle. Woo! Yeah. I bet you they lose. Who are the Rams? Yeah. We have to record the podcast early that day, Definitely. or at least not even record that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just wait for that yeah, Friday. <laughs> Friday. Yeah, talk about that game. That's going to be awesome. Now we're going to go into our last segment of the show, NFL Pick'em Week 4. And we've done three of these already. We're going to do them all season. Yo, NFL Pick'em Week 4. Last week, who did we pick? Um, It was an underdog. Uh, I wish I could remember. I'll remember. We picked we picked the underdog last week and they dead one. I just forgot. I picked the Chargers over the Chiefs. I know. I remember you did that. That was a good pick, even though the Chiefs baited. They was supposed to I win had that. the Chargers Feeling. almost baited because they scored with like thirty mm-hmm. seconds left. I was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing?" I'm trying to think who. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. You probably picked the Packers over the Niners, or you did you not? I picked Niners. Okay, they lost. Well, now it's going to say NFL pick them. So this is how it goes. NFL pick them week four. I'm going to name the matchup. You tell me who's going to win, who's not going to win, or just who's going to win, honestly, because self-explanatory. And that's how we do it. So Jaguars versus Bengals tonight, Thursday night football. Who wins? I got the Bengals. This is a a winnable, easy game for them. Should be a cakewalk. That offense has been explosive. The defense has been solid, and Trevor Lawrence still hasn't figured it out. So I got the Bengals. I agree. I got the Bengals. They're seven-point favorites tonight. I don't think it would be that big of an issue. I got the Bengals too, and they have a very good defense this season. Their defense has been awesome. Their defensive line, DJ Reader, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, BJ Hill, and Larry Ugganjobi. They've been phenomenal. I got the Bengals in this game. You only give them seven points? Yeah, seven at home. Now, Lions versus Bears. Give me the Lions. The Lions have been playing good all season. They've been competitive in these games like we talked about. The Bears are a mess right now. We saw right. I don't know how right after Justin Fields, his first game, the press conference, I don't know what the question was, but Nagy said, oh, I don't know who's starting. It could be Foles, Dalton, or Fields. Like, you have to say, like, yo, like, you know, let's process Put this game. Put some instilled confidence Yeah, exactly. Be like, we're going to go look and go over it with Justin, whatever. But I don't know how you come right out. Because I think Dalton might play. That's one thing that saved Nagy is he said Dalton's our starter, you know, no matter what happens, basically. So if Fields does have a bad game like he did, he'd be like, oh, well, I told you guys Dalton was a starter, so he could easily go back. You know what? I'm going to go with the Bears. If Justin Fields starts, you know, I, I, I think, think that's even worse. I'll take no. I, I, I think, you know what? You know what? Don't do that because you picked Fields to shred the Browns. That was a foolish pick. <laughs> this week, though, <laughs> I'm going, if he does start, he's going to shred Detroit. And I think that Bears defense is going to finally show us that they still have some life in them. So I'm going to go with the Bears. I think what's, what gave the Bears life was Khalil Mack, and he's hurt. He's out a couple weeks. Yeah. And I think the Lions are going to win this game, and Khalil Jared Goff same, is going to have a vintage golfer. Jared Goff hasn't looked terrible this year. Now yeah. he hasn't looked bad. He's been yeah. pretty good. Fields is going to outplay him. I'm stamping that right I just, now. I think that Detroit gets their first win, and 
Titans versus Jets. The Jets will get the first win too. So Lions and Jets get their first win in week four. I'm going to that game, all 22 view. Going to be locked in on my guy, Zach. Zach, three touchdown passes, 300 yards. Ooh. Zero interceptions. Okay. Vin, Derrick Henry is going to single-handedly beat you guys. Like, he's going to single-handedly beat we you guys. We have CJ Mosley. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, he's going to – I'm going to pick the Titans, though. They're the better team. Even if both receivers don't play, Derrick Henry is still going to play. Ryan you know Taylor's that Ashton Davis play. is playing. Good. <laughs> Do you, does he even know Ashton Davis? <laughs> Ashton Davis. Is he your safety? A, yeah. Free safety? Second year. I know a little bit. Yeah. I was gonna, I was I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. <laughs> no, nah, I know him. He's, <laughs> he's white, right? Or like he's, he's just, like light skinned or yeah, something. Like really yeah, like really light. He's like a Blake type. Okay. Yeah. I know I know who he is. Uh I want to take the Jets so bad, but they're not winning this game. I think next week in Atlanta or it's in London, but against Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta kind of gone. a weird game. Atlanta hasn't looked good. I think that's when they get their first win. But this week, Tennessee, Derrick Henry's gonna get forty touches probably. And he's just yeah, like I don't Losing AJ and Julio hurts the passing attack. It's probably not going to be a great game for Tannehill. He's going to game manage, but just give the ball to Derrick Henry. I think we have a good defense, but I have to wait and see what's going to go on with this offense first. Yeah, I got the Jets. You know me. I'm going to be at that game. I'm ruined. Don't, I'm ruined don't for text us like, bro, I can't believe this. Like, bro, this <laughs> like is ridiculous. Surprised. Yeah, like we told you, bro. Colts versus Dolphins. Oh, my God. Um, Jacoby Brissett is playing. Yes, I have Colts. the Colts. I, Jacoby Brissett. You think Tua would have made that difference that you picked the Dolphins? Well, he wouldn't look terrible. Brissett looked really like he looked like he shouldn't be in the NFL. That Brissett game. didn't look bad against the Raiders, though. You think so? He didn't. He converted. <laughs> he converted, bro. I'm gonna take the Colts. So I think they'll finally. I think they're gonna go on a three game win streak. Was the reason they were they almost won that game? Yeah, I must be thinking about the game before that. You were. Yeah. You are. Yeah, yeah. they went to overtime with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm thinking I didn't watch the uh, Raiders and I'm thinking about the game before that when he looked absolutely abysmal. Reset was thirty two for forty nine for two hundred fifteen yards. That's cool. No touchdowns. Uh, he was Raiders. He was rushing though. There's no touchdowns. There's no way. <laughs> was he really? <laughs> nah, he was. He got a he got a rushing touchdown. Really? Yeah, and he converted to two win conversion. Okay, look at him. Okay, look at no, I got the Colts though. I just think they'll start to uh, flip the switch and Carson Wentz gets his first dub. They're gonna win three straight. You heard it here first. I don't know. It's a big losing Quinn Nelson's gonna hurt. That's a big loss. I this know. Dolphins defense is good. I think that hurts. Who's me. home? Dolphins. Mm. Miami. I'll take Miami. Hard Rock seed him. I got the Colts. And I think Lions, Jets, and Colts all get their first wins in week four. The Colts have to win this game. Yeah, this they is must have win. to turn this season. This is the around. stretch where they have to start winning. Well, it's over. Yeah, it might be over already. I mean, I Frank mean, we got Reich the draft the picks, so I don't really care. Frank Reich made the playoffs with the with well, Colts. Needs to play. He has he he has to play seventy five percent, and he's yeah. already at this pace. He's at this pace, yeah. But yeah. it takes one little injury. And he's I mean, two he games. was he was supposed, wasn't supposed to play, but I he know. played last. How do you week. injure both ankles? He's a weird guy. I That's don't know what's weird. Wrong with him. He like, was, was already the same injured. Play? He was already injured with the left one coming in the game, and, and then, then the right the one, one. Yeah, the right one just got hurt. Nah, he's a freak for that. Andrew Luck started off on five with Frank Reich in twenty eighteen and made the playoffs still. So we're not. They go. Yeah, they did. They went eleven and five. Like eleven six. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, had to be eleven. Eleven and five. Yeah, no, sixteen game season. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. Bro, he lost the won, I did not know he won 11 in a row. Yeah. He looked different, man. Yeah. I need him back. Listen. Browns versus Vikings. Ooh. I'm st- <laughs> <laughs> this is a good game. I like this game. I'm going to stick. Uh, you know, Cleveland, their defense has momentum, regardless if it's Chicago. They have momentum. Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, he's hungry. He's going to feed. And Cleveland, I like that offense. That offense is really good. And Odell, he played really he looked, good in his, yeah, you know, his he debut. Solid. So look for him to be more. They were dynamic one in, in this five. one. Then he oh, okay. one in a row, but still regardless. So look to Odell to be more dynamic. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to keep riding on this ship, and I think the Browns get the W. Mm. Who's home? 
Vikings. This is, this is such a close game. Me. I don't know. The Vikings will win. They're I'll, the dome. I'll take the Vikings as well. I think I think offensively, I, the Vikings are better right now than yeah. the Browns are. Um, just from, you know, they are a little bit more pass-heavy. They're, they're allow Kirk to do more than Baker. Like I said before, I think Kirk is just a better version of Baker Mayfield. I think they have a lot of similarities. But right now, their offense the Vikings with Justin Jefferson and Thielen, K.J. Osborne, who's looked really good. Odell, second game, no Jarvis, I don't think. Um, yeah, give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings as well. I think Kirk Cousins is going to play great. Uh, the Browns don't have Jarvis Landry. I do think that's a huge loss. Yeah. And I said it last week. The Vikings are going to win four that's in a row. That's what it was. They're going, yeah, they're going to beat Seattle. That's they're what gonna, it was. They're going to beat the Browns. Next week, they're going to beat the Lions. And then the week after that, they're beating the Panthers. And they'll be four and two. You held my ticket because we both picked the Vikings. So I picked the Vikings. Yeah, I think the Vikings are going to be are going to be good. Right now, they're going to go on a big stretch. And I don't think Cleveland will beat them. Yeah. Next game, Washington versus the Falcons. Oh, my God. Take, give me Washington. I'm I was going to say, it doesn't this. matter who's playing the Falcons. The only close one is probably going to be the Jets. So, yeah, I'll take Washington. I, I mean, think the Giants beat them. them. The, the Giants. Giants. Well, the Giants are just. Uh, I mean, the, no, the Giants Falcons, lost. Yeah, I yeah. know, but again, like one of those teams. I think Washington terrible. is more disciplined. They're smarter, and they just better team. yeah, they're better. Just just better yeah, than the Giants. Atlanta, Washington too. The very least, Atlanta should have a good offense. You know, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. Like that's those are pieces there that you should produce something on the field. You shouldn't score. What was the final? Four, was it like 14, 13, 17, 14, 17, 14, right? something like that. Yeah, like how do you only put up seventeen points? And they have looked bad all season. Texans versus Bills. 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 Yeah. Bills. Giants versus Saints. That's actually a tough game to pick from. It oh, is. I, I told people, uh, sorry, Josh Allen's starting his MVP tour. He started it last week. He's now starting it. So, so I mean, yeah, he gets. Yeah. yeah. So he, now he's about to start. I'm going out. with the Saints. You think so? Who's home? Yeah. Saints. But it's a, it's not home. It's yeah, they're playing the Hurricane. Yeah. Because I, I remember looking at that they're game. They're playing too. in Jacksonville, I believe. Or That's yeah, what they're playing. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, I think. I like the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think New York is still dysfunctional. Joe Judge is really bad. I hope they keep that front office, though, for Philly's sake. Please keep them. <laughs> Gettleman's but, gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints, though. I like I like the Saints. I'm going to take them. I think the Saints as well. Overall, they're just a more talented team. I trust the coaching staff more. Um, trust the offense and defense more, probably, which isn't saying much. I don't think that's a great offense, um, but the Giants are just that much worse. And the Giants Chiefs, have it, too. I don't know. Chiefs don't versus know. Eagles. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs, and I'm taking the points plus fifteen. Plus fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going it's with not the Chiefs 15. too. Nah, what is I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm buying points. Uh, yeah, not the Chiefs. Stat game. Panthers versus Cowboys. This is one of the best games of the week. The Cowboys are home. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm taking Carolina. I I like Carolina because they they have a you know ten days to rest. Cowboys are playing on Monday night, so it's a bit of a shorter game, shorter week for them. Uh, the Cowboys looked really good against Philly. I think I'm going to... It's, it's Philly. It's Philly. It's a divisional game, though. So beating a divisional opponent by 20 is impressive. It's, they've done that to us before. It, regardless, you know. I think I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm going with da- Dallas, too. I think I want, I'm, I'm going to take Carolina. Just their first... It's their first test. Test. This, this Carolina's first test. Yeah, it, it is. Cooper's playing. CD's playing. Is Gallup playing? Nah, Gallup's out for a little bit, I think. But Cedric Wilson did look good against us, so, you know. He's good. I was going to say, at that point, you're the third, fourth option we see. And, and Pollard's C- looked really, really good, too. Hoped, like, I really hope CJ would have played this week, too. Who? Henderson. Oh. I hoped he, it would have been a big test for him, too. Seahawks what? versus 49ers. Who's home? 49ers. Mm. It's a loud arena. I'm going with the Seahawks. They're 1-2 and two right now. They can't go to 1-3 and three in this division. I think they're going to win this so game. So they were 2-1. No, they're one and two. Wait, who are you talking about? Seattle. 
Oh, wow. They, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Vikings. They blew the that Vikings. game. You're right. Yeah. Seattle, Russell, he, he gives Niners fits, like, a lot. The Niners don't really have a secondary right now. I'm going to take Seattle. Yeah, me too. The Niners, they need to get some healthy running backs. I mean, Kyle Hushek was their leading rusher last week. Trey Sermon didn't look like he was really prepared. I don't know what it was. I think they he, think they're the old team that they used to be. Yeah. They don't have those same players that they have. If you know? they if they had a solid running back there and they could really run their offense, then sure. But right now with that backfield, it's just a mess. Hopefully, Brent Ayuk gets some more work because you know, I think he's really talented. Just kind of had a weird start, but I'll take Seattle. Yeah, yeah Trey Sermon just isn't fast. He doesn't have much yeah, burst. It's weird because in college, he played in like a zone rushing scheme, but he ran like a 4-6 and all of Shanahan guys are 4-4, four, 4-3. Four, four, you know, it's speed guys. Yeah. Cardinals versus Rams. I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> I upset of the week. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a day. D-Hop, Jalen Ramsey, they're going to do what they do. They have their one of their legendary battles. Chandler Jones, Aaron Donald. This is going to be a really gay game, but I'm going to go. And Myron Murphy, that's my new favorite cornerback because Marcus Peters isn't playing this year. So that's my new guy. He's dope. Is this a night game or is it like a 4 o'clock? It should be a Monday game. It's a 4 game. game. It should be a Monday night game. I was going to say, it should be, it should be like a Sunday. I'm going to take Cardinals. I think I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to put $100 on it in FanDuel tomorrow. Okay. I mean, I just called the Rams best team in the league, so I can't go against that. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams too. All right. Now, Steelers versus Packers. I'm taking uh I'm taking Green Bay. Big Ben is just washed. Yeah. That TJ Watt isn't going to play. That defense still is hurt. The offense hasn't been great because Big Ben is washed. And he just had a great year last year, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. But Ben wasn't that good down the stretch. Like he started off hot though the first month or two or they 11 and 0 yeah, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they fell off. Yeah, but you saw all season they just don't throw the ball down the field. Like you he see can. some of the route combinations it's like it's a joke, honestly. But and they, he has a, a pretty talented receiving group. Oh, yeah. That trio with Juju, Deontay, and Claypool, mm-hmm. Najee. The offensive line is not good. That's why I hated the Najee pick because I was like, you need to build an, a line first. Yeah. Because we've seen Najee, all the talk last year, once we get a running game, once we get a running game, you go and you draft Najee. And what has he done that's better? Obviously, he's a better player than James Conner. But stats-wise, rushing, he's put up the same numbers. Give me the Packers. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with the Packers, too. Ravens versus Broncos. A good I'm game. taking is Denver. This, wait, is this a night game? No, it's not. Oh, night t- game is Bucks. I, versus I like Pats. Denver's defense. The oh. Ravens haven't shown me this year that they've been consistent with their play. I'm gonna go with Denver. I, I, I trust Teddy Bridgewater and I trust that defense. This is in Denver too, right? Yes. Yeah. Mile House City. I'll take Denver as well. I, the Ravens are one of my favorite team. I'm one of the biggest Lamar Jackson fans there are, but Denver's defense this year might be the best it's been since the Peyton Manning years. And Teddy Bridgewater's look really good. Corlin Sutton's been solid. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, a great backfield. This Broncos team is really, really good. So you like Hurts, Lamar Jackson. You have a trend. What? You like black running quarterbacks. <laughs> no, I, just, I just think they're talented. I think, yeah, you know, like, because yeah. I think they get, especially Hurts, who I didn't get because I was calling for, I was calling the Eagles to sit Wentz for mm-hmm. a while and then yeah. finally start Hurts. Hurts. I saw him play the last four games last year. Game one against the Saints, one of the best events in the league last year, 300 yards. Yeah, no, he, yards he's the dog. phenomenal. Yeah, but he comes in like, I just think you need to give these guys a chance, let them play because their athletic ability is yeah. something that. <clears throat> That's one of the biggest things we talk about. We talk about a lot during this podcast. You need an offensive line. If you don't have an offensive line, you have a mobile quarterback, you're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a trend. I'm trying to wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to like uh, Malik Willis. I was going to say, I love Fields. Like, nah. Jamie Newman's going to be next up for this guy. Oh, Malik Willis. This guy's I, I think the Ravens are going to win. You know, I, I think that the Broncos have faced three teams so far that are combined 0-9. They haven't had a real test yet. I think the Ravens are a real test. And after 
not playing up to their potential in Detroit. I think they'll do it in Denver and pull out the win. That'd be a big now, win for them. Sunday night football, Buccaneers versus Patriots. I'm taking the Bucs. Oh, I'm taking the Bucs. I just think Mac Jones isn't ready for, like, what Dude. What Tampa, bro, Tampa's a different beast. He's yeah. a rookie. He might see ghosts. You know, I, I don't know about this one, but I'm going to take Tampa. He's just too young. You guys see Brady's press conference? He said, I don't, I'm not, I haven't seen much of him. Nah, but he's like, apparently they're saying like he's under the weather. Like he was talking and he sounded like he had a raspy voice. People are calling like the Brady flu game or something against <laughs> New England. Yo, um, imagine he goes crazy. Yeah, oh nah, I'll, I'll take the Bucks. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. There's no way Belichick doesn't have this defense as prepared as it could be. Like this is the Super Bowl for him, you know? He could be prepared all he wants. I, exactly. He could be prepared all he wants. It's going to be a competitive game. Brady but, knows what they're going to do. Exactly. He knows exactly what they're going to exactly. do. And now, last game, Monday Night Football, Raiders versus Chargers. Um, Who do you have? Oh, yeah, I said it before. I got I got Justin Herbert, and I got the Chargers. I'm going to stick with my statement. The Raiders aren't winning a division game. I ain't going to fall. <laughs> the Raiders are going to win a division game, but it's not going to be this one. The Chargers going to be this one. Yeah, I have the Chargers, too. I know I was talking up the Raiders in that, in that segment, <laughs> but I still do think the Chargers pull out this win, even though it's going to be a home game for Las Vegas. And that's going to do it for NFL Pick'em Week 4. And before we close out the show, we have two TikTok questions. So from now on, because, you know, our TikTok has been getting traction, we're using that Q&A feature so people can ask us questions and we'll answer it and we'll clip it and post it and respond. Cool little thing. And one of the questions is, is Nikola Jokic the most disrespected MVP of this modern era? No, I think it was Derrick Rose. No, I think. Derrick Rose, because he didn't put up gaudy numbers or people just look at his numbers as pedestrian compared to people now, he's one of the most disrespectful. And because he played in LeBron's prime, what we all think Miami years was the best LeBron. But I think the Joker is second because of the fact that people think Embiid should have won, Steph should have won, Harden at a point should have won. People don't give the Joker the proper respect. Even when they rank players, they put him at like eight or nine and they don't give him the respect he deserves. I think, I don't know if he's the most disrespected, but I think it's harder for him because he's the first center in what, 20 years to win MVP? You know, last yeah, time center. was like Duncan, right? In Shaq. Shaq. Shaq, yeah, Shaq. Duncan's a power forward. Yeah, yeah Shaq, okay. early fair, 2000s. Fair. But yeah, either way, I feel like it's a lot easier when you're just watching the game and you see a guard or forward play. It's because, yes, they don't put Jokic in the top three or five, but it's because he's not in the top three or five. I mean, I think you list those players. I don't think anyone's really debating Jokic. He had a great season. They were the first seed, I believe. So it's pretty easy to see why he won MVP. No, they were in the first seed. No? Three. Three? He just averaged a trip dub. Yeah. But we saw Westbrook do that, too. And we saw him do it for one year. Like, cool, he did it the next year. Like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? But... um. I just think when you look at like a guard or forward, you see Curry play, see Harden play. It's a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, they're dogs. You see Jokic play, who's a lot more. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the most talented bigs we've probably ever seen, but it's just not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jokic is the most disrespected of this modern era. Derrick Rose comes second, and he has a debate. But even that year, when you talk about analytics and advanced analytics, Derrick Rose didn't lead in those numbers. Nikola Jokic this past season was averaging damn near a triple-double, even with Jamal Murray being out. Still kept the Denver Nuggets at the top of the Western Conference. And not to mention, I mean, this guy led in almost every single advanced analytic in the NBA this past season. And you talked about it. Narratives. All we, all we heard this past season was CP3 should win it, even though he was averaging 16-8. and eight. <laughs> Steph didn't even make the playoffs, and they were thinking about giving him the MVP over Jokic. Jokic, they did everything they possibly could this past season to make sure he didn't win MVP, and he still won it. With Derrick Rose, 
that was more of a story. We love that Derrick Rose story. So when he won MVP, all everybody was was happy for him. Yeah. Nobody yeah, questioned it. But Nikola Jokic, you have Nick Wright coming out here and saying I that he's Me not, too. he's not, he's the worst MVP ever. You know, so they were trying to create a narrative around Jokic that he didn't deserve it. And that's why I think he's the most disrespected. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, they had Chris Paul over him. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Chris Paul is averaging Mike Conley numbers. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That Chris was Paul was averaging Mike Conley numbers. And but it's another narrative. You have CP3 come to the Suns yeah, CP3 the first time forever. Yeah, CP3 MVP strictly because of a narrative. Yeah. Not because his numbers. Yeah, that was the most ridiculous story that I've, I've heard. Now, this is another question. I think this is a good question. Would Prom Rajon Rondo be a top five point guard today? Now, Prom Rajon Rondo averaged thirteen point seven points per game, eleven oh. assists. So Prime Rondo was Great averaging, defender. Prime Rondo was averaging fourteen and eleven. So would he be a top five point guard today in the NBA? He's at best number five, at absolute best, and he's probably not. Okay, I have a little. He's at best fifteen. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, look, look. Steph, Dame, CP3, Harden, Luca, Trey Young, John Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Westbrook, Drew Holiday. That's ten. Wait, 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 De'Aaron Fox. He's better than Rondo. Was better than Prime Rondo. Yes. Why? Because he averaged twenty-five points. Yes. See, that's where. Okay. It's hard though because Prime Rondo was also in those Celtics years where he wasn't the guy. This is the misconception. When you average more points, you're just automatically assumed as better than somebody. Rondo's impact in the NBA on his teams wasn't in his points per game. Yeah. It was in his defense, his team defense, his on-ball defense, and his playmaking, how much he just controlled the game, his IQ. Yes. Rondo was a pure point guard, so it's really hard to compare the scoring guards now to pure point guards, but prime Rondo was just as good as Chris Paul at that period of time. No, he was just as good as no, Chris Paul. I don't know he wasn't that. better he than wasn't. Chris Paul, but he was, bro. He had a forty-four point playoff game against the Miami Heat, a forty-four point triple double as a six-zero point guard against LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh. How many people are doing that? Not Darian freaking Fox. He don't even make the playoffs. So for you to say fifteen. I'm not gonna say five. Five I, is crazy. I, I said five, fi- absolute best. Yeah, but you I would think- take that Rondo over this John Morant. Yes, yes, I would. John Moran averaged thirty in the playoffs against the Jazz, and they lost, and they lost in five games. The Celtics lost the Celtics to the Heat lost in too. seven. Uh, in seven. Wait, wait, who else though. did he have on that team though? Wait, wait, wait. Was wait, it just Rondo? Wait, when John Moran averaged forty, did he win that game? When he won, when he had that forty point game, did he win that wait, game? Wait, was it? No, no, was Rondo the best player on that team, or was it Paul Pierce still? It was still Paul Pierce, but who had oh, the forty-four okay. point game? In so the he's win, not Perry. carrying a load. He carried that game. I mean, you can say he's not carrying low, but when you carry a low to five games, I don't really, you know, they're a young team. Against the first team in the, in the West. I mean, the Heat were the first team. Well, let me ask you a question. Aside from scoring, what does John Moran do better than Rondo? Answer that. You can't because there's nothing else. Well, a score, you, you need to be a, a scoring threat, though. In this modern NBA, you need to nah, be that. I don't think you do. Yes, you do. I don't think you do. Yes, you do. And that's what held you, back you mean Rondo. To tell me he can't, Rondo can't you know, have a 16 Ron, like know, Mike Conley? You know Rondo. Wait, Mike Conley's not top five. No, I'm just saying, though, you, you think Rondo, along with the 13 assists that Rondo's going to get, you think he can't average 16 Rondo, points? they actually did, there's analytics behind this, that uh, Rondo's assists, most of his assists are a player coming off a curl and I'll pass it to you. It's not generated from cutting from, from, a, from 
penetrating to the basket yeah. and creating for others. Oh, so you've never seen Rondo hit, no, go I, to the of rack? Of course, I, kaboom, I've, whoop, seen, whoop, of course I've seen those, so I've seen those flashy passes, Bro, but those are just, the they're, few, they're few and far between. It's not as test right now. Screw the analytics right now. So you, okay, so let me ask you I mean, I test, I would take Ja over him and Harden. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. I test. You're taking Ja Moran over Rondo. What are you talking yeah. about? Ja Moran, just, ja Moran averaged 30 and 10. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're taking Rondo over Trey? What the what the no. Saying, no, I was saying the four Trey for sure was crazy. Kyrie, you think there's Curry, a huge Trey. gap between no Trey and Ja? I think Trey is a top six point guard in the league. Ja is not close to top six right Trey's now. Trey's been he's a top ten point guard. He's he's ten. He's probably ten. Six to ten is a gap. How much better do you think Rondo's better is is than Ben Simmons? A lot better. You think so? I think he ups his. I think he ups his play in the playoffs. That yeah. makes you a lot better than somebody who decreases in is the Rondo playoffs. Is Rondo better than Drew Holiday? So you have to think about that, but not about Ja. You asked me who I would take. Ja, when you ask somebody who you would take, that's a different question than who's better. You asked me who I would take. Rondo Why wouldn't you take the Jamar? better player? Because the better player doesn't always fit in every situation. Well, in this circumstance, we are talking about you're creating a brand new Oh, you didn't team. you didn't say <laughs> that. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing we're, we're not, I mean, I mean when you Give a question like that. You're not thinking I mean, that you have Steph and okay, Clay. Oh, okay. I, I just got to right, fix somebody right, in. All right. So I mean, if you give me a prime Rondo to build my team, I think that's fabulous. I get a playmaking point guard who can create, who can defend, and who's a great team. When leader. has Rondo ever led a team to the playoffs by himself? He led a. First of all, when Paul Pierce and them left, he led them to an eighth seed. You didn't know that an eighth seed. Yeah. Oh, Isaiah Thomas led them to the first. John Moran was a ninth. What the Same. hell? Oh, no, I was sure. Isaiah John, Thomas was the first. John Moran was just a ninth. It was a play, and it's because of the play in he got in. It was because he made it. The play in, which helped teams that are ninth seed get in, got you him in. Hey, no, 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 no. Did you Don't wait? Hold on, hold on. No, I, I want to. Hey, Rondo wait, got did, in. Wait, like, did you forget? A, did you forget about his rookie season? The play in also cost him a playoff spot. Oh, look at that! Another thing that helped him try to get in. You see? What no, you see he was the eighth seed though. No, I get what you're saying, but the so reason, what? No, no, so no, no, so the you're reason, saying no, no, John no, no, gets no, no. knocked for being the ninth seed, but then the year before his rookie year, when he was the eighth seed and he gets bounced out, that doesn't matter. No, it matters. It definitely does matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but you're trying to make it seem like, oh, John Moran did this this year. You talk about just strictly this year. Yeah, he made the playoffs in a situation where they added a plan, which I think is great, yeah. to help ninth and tenth seeds get in. Rondo got in when it was eight teams that in can only east. get in. In the East. Yeah, it, that was a better East Weak than it was east. now. That was a better East. No, it's not. No, it's not. With the Magic, Miami, Indiana, Chicago. What What are you talking about, bro? The East is not better than now. Than it is now. If it wasn't, you're it, talking it, about 2013 Orlando? It may not have been better. But it was just as good, bro. Bro, Rondo's best season was 2013. Okay. That 2013 Orlando. Well, you're, t you're telling me that 2013 Orlando was You great. said prime Rondo. Prime Rondo was 2012 to about, no, probably like, no, okay. Was, 2011. Well, we're talking yeah, about, about when Rondo led a no, team No, 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 no. You himself. said prime. You, the question is, is prime Rondo No, but then five? I said, then I said. Okay. You talked about Rondo leading the team to the playoffs. Yes. The eight seed. And you mentioned Orlando in that, that top echelon of the East. I don't. It could have been 2013. 2013. It could have been 2013 to 2014. Pardon me if I've mentioned Orlando at I that apologize. time. Or, at yeah, that I apologize. Time, okay, I apologize. Okay. Pardon yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking his prime. Orlando was like yeah. that, like 2011, 2012. They when were I like think that. when I think of prime, when I think of Rajon Rondo, I think about a pure point guard. Right now in the NBA, we don't have those traditional point guards. The only point guards I would consider that are Chris Paul, and I think Chris Paul is better than Rondo. Even this Chris Paul now is better than that Rondo than. <sighs> He was just in the MVP conversation. Really. You, but we you just, literally we just, just... I was going to say, we just said that was nonsense. Like. Yeah, I said it was nonsense, but he was in the conversation. So, wait, wait. so let me ask you a question. You don't think... Wait, I think... Oh, sorry, let me finish. Chris Paul is one of them. 
I think Trey, even though he's a hybrid, definitely he's a facilitator. Yeah, he better. does that at an elite level. I think John Morant's also there. James Harden showed it in Brooklyn this past season. Is he season. a point guard, though? Yeah, I was kind of he is a James Harden is definitely a point guard right okay. now. He's just definitely making, a point I'm just guard. So sure. we're counting Kyrie and Harden as point guards. No, we're putting Kyrie too. Not pure point guard, not traditional point guards. I think players... Harden isn't a traditional I know what you're guard. saying. Yeah. I know, I know. That, look, because right now there aren't a lot. You know, right now the only true, true point, pure point guards that I could think of Rubio, are Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Rubio... Lonzo, maybe like Lonzo could. I think Lamelo is a traditional point guard. I think Lamelo too, but even he's a hybrid because he can score yeah. at a high rate. So, I think when you talk about CP3, John Morant, Trey Young, mm-hmm. James Harden, even though James, Trey, and Ja are all hybrids, they can play the role of a traditional point guard. And just with CP3, Trey, John Harden, that's four that I'd put over Rondo. Now the fifth, <clears throat> would you put Lamelo Ball over Ray John Rondo? It's prime Rondo. It's tough because you, I can't put that. I, I mean, what's prime? Right prime Rondo is fourteen and eleven. That's but, but, great but, but, and all, but, 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 but prime Rondo is fourteen and eleven. But a part of that, he played with guys who Paul Pierce, yeah. Ray Allen. Like he it's didn't hard need to compare to, these. He needed. He didn't need to be that score. But when in the playoffs, when they need him to step up and do that, he did that. You're talking about pure point guards who are not only the point guard of their teams, but they're leading player. scores, the best yeah. players on their teams because they have that ability. Right? Rondo never had that ability, bro. Let's not act like John Moran has a, a the, the jump shot rate is like extreme difference. Well, Rondo couldn't like shoot. John Moran yeah. really can't shoot that well either. Well, John Moran shoots 30%. Rondo was, he Rondo, doesn't even take three. Yeah, it's better than Rondo. Bro, Rondo's, yeah. Rondo's, Rondo in 2013, his best season, he shot 24%. No, I didn't that's say Rondo no, I'm jump shots, bro. But let's, let's not, not act like John not, shoot. Yeah, but let's not act like Rondo was capable of dropping 20 a night because he wasn't. No, 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 no. 20, no. But can he drop 17? No, I would say... His yes. career high is 14. But, uh, bro, 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 bro. So what happened after KG Pearson and Ray Allen left? What happened? Rondo didn't, his numbers didn't jump up crazy. So when he, was given the oppor- when he was given the opportunity, he didn't go crazy. Listen, all I'm saying is in this era, right now, this new NBA, you can't tell me Rondo can't average what Chris Paul averaged plus more assists. 16 and 9. Come on, you can't tell me Rondo can't put 16 and 12. So you think that Rondo's better than this Chris Paul? Yeah. No, he's not. Bro. Yes, he is. Or if not better, he's probably right under him. No, he's not. What is what, like what is this Chris Paul? I think y'all I think you guys you have a jaded view on who Rondo actually was, bro. Be honest with you. Did you watch him in the playoffs? Of course I watched no, Ray John Rondo. You couldn't have watched him. Yeah, in the I watched Ray John Rondo. There's no way you watched Rondo in the playoffs. Like he's literally like, yo, bro, oh my goodness. So Rondo's best year, mm. 2013, averaged 14 and 11. He had Paul Pierce and KG, Jeff Green, Terry, Avery Bradley, and the Celtics went 41 and 40. Now, the 2013 2014 season, when KG, KG, and KG and Pierce. Paul Pierce left, 2013 2014 season, when Rondo was asked to be the man after KG and Paul Pierce leaving, the Celtics went. 25 and 57, oof, and Rondo oof. averaged 12 points and 10 assists. How many, how many games did he play? Was he hurt? Razor Rondo played 30. <laughs> <laughs> he was like building up, and then he see the games. So he's like, ah. I was going to say, I feel like we would have won more than 25 games if that was the case. I hope so. Got cr- I don't know. I, I don't see 15 point guards being better. And than then Rondo. he got, then after, I mean, look, this is all I'm saying. When Rajon Rondo finally had the chance to be the man, he got hurt. So what he already showing he's not durable. Uh, would, would you rather twelve and twelve and ten or twenty five and seven? What De'Aaron Fox is doing? Mm. 
Sacramento at least won more games. That's when you bring up what's the team around you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like, have the big three with Boston. I, mean, okay, I don't need I, my point guard to drop 20. I get it, but Ray John, yeah, but I think John Morant in that ball, they're probably a dynasty if they yeah, had him. Honestly. He's got a point. Even more. Okay, if you put John instead of Rondo in. That's fair. Yeah. I yeah. just I just think I don't think there's 15 point guards better than Ronda. I think you just look Jamal like, Murray's better than him. There you might think be, so? Hold on. There might be 15 guys who can score better than Ronda at the point guard position. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. There aren't 15 guys who defend better than him. There aren't 15 guys who are better playmakers than him. There aren't 50 guys with a higher IQ than him. And those are three keys to being a point guard that is very, a very, true, very a true IQ traditional is no point IQ guard. is a point guard. The traditional No, I get it, but IQ that's a, is a point that's guard. a true you're talking about a true point guard, but are you taking Jamal Murray or Rondo? I mean, we've seen Jamal Murray in the playoffs, uh, we don't need so you to can't, take, you can't we, even... We wouldn't need to take Rondo because they have the Joker there. That's, that's where situation matters. We wouldn't need Rondo in that situation. So you're situation. saying Jamal Murray over him, then? That's what if you're the, telling yeah, me. Denver okay. doesn't need Rondo So if you're just starting a team and need a guy, Jamal or Rondo, you're going Rondo? I don't know who I would go at that point. <laughs> like, what, what, I don't know who I would go what at that point. What about D'Angelo Russell? You going Rondo? If I'm starting a team? What about Kyle Lowry? You going Rondo? Over Lowry. Yeah, I would go Rondo well, over Lowry. What about Malcolm Brogdon? Yes. <laughs> Legit <Yes>. question. <laughs> yeah, I would go, So I'm I would just go. saying right now, Steph, neck. Steph, Dame, CP3, Hard, yeah. Nets 4, Luka, Trey, Ja, De'Aaron Fox, Westbrook, Drew Holiday, that's 10, okay. Mike Conley, 11, Kyle Lowry, D'Lo, that's, that's Ben Simmons, Jamal that's Murray. Because yeah. you're saying D'Lo, but uh, come on, bro. Like, now you're acting. He led Brooklyn to the playoffs, though. So we've seen that. Him, Dinwiddie, Levert did that, and even when he got to the play, team. but even when he Jared got Allen. to the playoffs, he didn't even play. So to the year, his, the his year level. that the year that KG and Paul Pierce left, Rondo was asked to be the guy. He averaged eleven. He yeah, he got hurt, but he averaged eleven and ten. The very next year, he got traded to Dallas, and we all know That's, that that Dallas did it mm-hmm. did not mesh well. He got run out of town, then went to Sacramento with Demarcus Cousins. He averaged twelve and twelve. They didn't make the playoffs. They had a 2020 game that year. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I think Rondo is what he is. He's a true point guard. He was a great facilitator. But you're talking but about guys like you D-Lo. Could, you couldn't have him. You couldn't, he couldn't lead your team. He couldn't Neither lead your D-Lo. team. Neither can D-Lo. I mean, he's, he can do it better than Rondo. De'Aaron Fox hasn't shown that either, but you said De'Aaron Fox. But De'Aaron John Fox. Moran was the De'Aaron, only guy that you said that legitimately, out of that tier, that legitimately has done that. Drew Holley's never wait, done you think, that. Wait, you think, okay, you think John Moran is that much better than De'Aaron Fox? In terms of leading your team? Yeah. So you don't think if you we switched their places, Darren Fox couldn't make the playoffs with Memphis? We should go Quasha. They're neck and neck. Yeah, they're neck and neck. So if you're telling me I could take job, but I can't take Fox over Rondo? I gave you Fox. No, you didn't. Just now I said you can have Fox, but I said I said D Lo was crazy. That's when I started to get like D Lo is crazy. I don't Brogdon think D-Lo is, is crazy. crazy. Brogdon is crazy. Brogdon is crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Brogdon is crazy. I think he fits right in that Kyle Lowry type of vibe. Like, now like I'm taking him over Lowry. Yeah, and he Brogdon. fits in that like that I'm, that that. 12, Simmons is tough. Simmons is crazy after what he I just know. did. Yeah, Simmons but he's crazy. So so final. What about Lonzo? Simmons is what the. Lonzo is crazy. Yeah, nah, no, we're, take you're violating, bro. You're a Bulls fan, though. But I'm not dumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo is Lonzo is what he wished. He wished he could yeah. be what Rondo uh, yeah. was at that point. So let's congest these answers. Let's let's trim it down a little bit just so it can make it easy for me to clip it. So it, would Rajon Rondo be a top five point guard today? No. And if he wouldn't, name the five point guards. I think Steph, Trey, and he's not even, but Steph, Trey, no order, Harden, Luka, Dame. Yeah. I have the same five. If not, unless you want to throw like uh, throw Kyrie yeah, in there, Kyrie throw or, CP, like yeah. yeah, it's just hard to compare because there are no, there are not a lot of true, true. It's hard to compare because there are a few traditional point guards in today's NBA: CP three, Rubio, 
Lonzo are the three. Then other guys are hybrids. Like Trey Young can play that role, but he scores at such an insane rate that he's not a quote-unquote traditional guy. Mm. Everybody else outside of CP3, Rubio, and Lonzo, not maybe even LaMelo, they can score and be yep. great passers as well. So I think it's a hard question to answer. But, man. I just, think, Rondo. I just think when you do so many things as a point guard, like you can't no wait top 15. Like D'Lo, I get it. All he does is score. Is Rondo better than Prime Rubio? What yes. the? Yes. <laughs> so you think, if, you, you think Rubio? if Rubio was in Boston with KG and Paul Pierce, you want to be nah, winning? He doesn't defend as good. No way. He's a good defender, though. But he doesn't defend as at that at that time as Rondo. So Rondo or DeJounte Murray? They're, just, they're legit the same guy. I'm not even going to lie to you. They're the same guy. Playmaking wise? Rondo's better. You gotta yeah. have the Spurs guy down here. He's gonna say he's ten <laughs> times better than Rondo, probably. <laughs> Rondo couldn't score. No, but Rondo's scoring did limit him a lot. His offense game is not good. But I think, but I think let's, if, he, let's if, you, if you plug him here and you give him time to adjust, I think his scoring will. Get I mean, he better. had time to work on his jumper for years, but we was waiting on that for years. Yeah, he's he like, never it's like did. Ben Simmons now. It's different though. How's it different? 2016, he, he was past his prime. He knew how he long. He been through bad situations. Yeah, but he knew really. how long he had to work on his jump shot, bro. That that was that, that was a knock on him since but I think, he but when came you, into the league. When you play in Boston, you didn't like he. It, the yeah. situations didn't really portray him to really improve on that. It, and then he got hurt, and then he went to Dallas, and then yeah, that then situation that was happened. It, yeah, yeah. He bounced yeah. Around him. I mean, Rondo I think we was just definitely grab him, plug him in. Rondo say put him like and tell him improve. I think he'll be able to get to that 15. Say Rondo, you can put on any team, and he'll he'll make it work regardless. Yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast, episode 116. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast and on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. You should have let the applause just keep on going. Kind of ended it abruptly. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so click that pause button again. You messed it up, man. <laughs> now, now we got the good vibes back in here. So, yeah, you guys can subscribe to our Patreon or subscribe to our channel or like this video. All of those things help us on our journey to try to be the best sports podcast in the world. So we appreciate you guys, and we we appreciate Joel being on the pod. Yes, uh, sir. He used to work for PFF, gave you some insight on whether or not you should work inside a football <laughs> film sweatshop. So yeah. maybe you can make that decision on your own. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.